deep in London's beating heart lies a wall. I'd like to it be if you know the call. For if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see. Cause the wizard world is opened up as has the Griffin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shrieking Shack. This is a Harry Potter reread podcast for lapsed fans. I am your host, ZZ. And I'm Liz. And Liz, 2020. That's the year we're in. Um, things are a little weird. Uh-huh. But we are in the best season of the year. We are in October. We're in the Halloween season. Okay. And I'm just, it, it, this might be the first time, you know, other than like not being able to see friends or like go out. I, I'm, I'm like, I'm like thinking about a holiday and going like, oh, damn, no Halloween this year. Uh, I'm just stressed out because I don't know. I don't want to do trick or treating. Like, no, I don't want. I don't want to put. Can- no. I, I mean, I don't want to put candy out. Mm-mm. Um, but I also don't want because uh, I'm living somewhere new for the first time in several years, and I don't want my neighbors to be mad at me and be like, "Oh, what's wrong <laughs> with them?" Right, right. I mean, I guess you could put out like a, like a maybe like a little. Jack o' lantern bowl with some candy for in it. For them to all put their same hand in, yeah, their, See, their same no... little kid hands in. Yeah, there's really no good option, is there? I was thinking about like running fishing line or something, and then like clothes, like clothes pins, and just hanging like full size <laughs> candy bars. Oh, that's cute. I like that idea. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I like I like uh, handing out the candy on Halloween. Obviously, a big holiday for Harry Potter fans, as as it is the yeah. Uh, Harry's parents died. <laughs> Harry's parents died on this day. Mm-hmm. Uh, very spooky. I was also thinking, just as like a throwback to like the very beginning of the show, episode one of the Shrieking Shack, mm-hmm. is that we first met at a Halloween party at college. Oh yeah, that's true. That's that that's some show lore. The so primordial how... Shriek cast. The primordial Shriek cast. That's right. The ancient early Shriek cast, pre-Shriek cast lore. Uh-huh. Yeah, just, just a lot of thoughts swirling in my head about Halloween. Yeah. Like I said, big, big holiday for Harry Potter fans. Something that uh, uh, I think a lot of people are going to miss. And I've been kind of thinking about, like, what are they going to do? Because I think Halloween Harry Potter merch is kind of a big deal. There's There's been a lot of, like... Halloween events uh, with like the Wizarding World stuff over the years. They, um, they, there used to be, and I don't think they've been running it. I don't think they've been doing anything on the Wizarding World Twitter for a while. But like, you know how they did like Magical Mischief Month? They did like, oh, how could I forget? They did like month, month of scares or something for like, <laughs> wasn't it Dark Arts Month? Dark they were Arts just, like, Month. We're all That's Death what it is. Now. That was really funny. Yeah, hang on, let me double check really quick. Are they doing it? I've not like seen any. They get such low engagement on their tweets. I know that they had that, like, that, that, um, several, I guess, like, a couple months period where they were trying to, like, rip off those craft videos. Yes, that was my favorite. And I guess that that didn't work, so they just stopped. So maybe they're just throwing new stuff at the wall right now. Yeah, so, okay, let's see. I'm on, I'm on the board, so there's definitely no new, like, Halloween event or merch or anything. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, they've got they've got a post about the top ten moaning Myrtle moments. Uh, does she have ten moments? That's I'm gonna 
put that in another tab we might need to investigate that yeah but then it's like channel your inner inner luna love good with a school trunk packed full of luna themed goodies so they've got their own loot crate that is luna themed okay they've got um they're advertising the new illustrated edition of philosopher's stone that Mina Lima did. So that's also not Halloween. They've got okay. Luna Lovegood Appreciation Post. Again, not Halloween. Was it her birthday or something? Nope, that was just randomly. They just posted a picture of her with a lion hat that says Luna Lovegood Appreciation Post. Okay. Brightening up your feed with this ball of cuteness. Add a pygmy puff to your collection now. And they've got a picture of a pygmy puff plush. What does a pygmy puff look like? Uh, I can show you. I can show you. It's like a little, it looks kind of like a crunchling. I, oh. But with a smaller face. I will tell you that I... Okay. I always just picture them as tribbles. Yeah. Which yeah. I guess this is a tribble with a face, right? It's like a tri- this is like a tribble with a squirrel face. Yeah. Uh, or something, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I think the tribble thing. I, I always pr- pictured... Um, did you ever have like the koosh ball things as a kid? Oh yeah, like the koosh balls that had like the little eyes and stuff. Like I kind of always pictured one of those. Those are kind of like Crunchlings too from those the hit also- video game Captain Crunch's Crunchling Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then oh, twenty minutes ago they tweeted uh, six times ghosts were more friendly than frightening. Okay, so like, again, not really Halloween themed. So they're just kind of ignoring this this Harry Potter holiday, it seems. Hmm. Very mysterious to me. Yeah. But someone is picking up the slack. Of course. Because I was checking in on MuggleNet, um, our favorite news source. And uh, among some other very fun articles, uh, they had a new post promoting a, like, independent Harry Potter-inspired store. And it's very confusing because so the headline is the shop that cannot be named celebrates a magical opening week. And I was like, oh, that's cute, I guess, because it's because they can't name it a Harry Potter store because they're not affiliated. So so that's because so, like, we'll get sued. <laughs> so they'll call it the shop yeah. that cannot be named. I was like, OK, that's kind of cute. Mm-hmm. But as I read through the article, they link to a twitter account that is supposed to be for this store um that is not called shop that must not be named it's called pottery's potions okay so already getting confused but um i scrolled through their twitter feed and i found out that they make their own candy and Mm -hmm. chocolate um wonderful and one of them is a like 1% 1% sugar bar and there's a vegan high fiber one um that'll that that they have but this one really caught my attention sure a new wizard's magic range has landed a new cbd chocolate with 50 milligrams per bar in two iconic flavors the original and mint <sighs> now we're talking and it is a it is a picture of they they've done like a very like mina lima style piece of graphic design here yeah with a wizard <laughs> casting a spell that just says cbd in huge letters <laughs> uh and also calm sleep relax and relief um uh great now that's some magic so this is brand i think this is the first 
uh, branching out into CBD products that I've seen happen in the wizarding world. Um, I, I, I like, I feel, feel like the fandom and like this, this still probably fits into this, but like, I feel like the Harry Potter fandom is like weirdly behind a lot of other fandoms just in terms of like what's popular. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, like they just like, you know, the, like the wine glasses are still like the number one thing that I see advertised on like Etsy and stuff. Sure. Doing CBD stuff is like, like that was a few, that was a, I feel like that was a couple of years ago that stuff really took off and seeing the Harry Potter fandom catch up to like CBD products is, is very funny to me. Um, I've gone online and searched Harry Potter weed <laughs> store. Yeah. And found a, a listicle of the best Harry Potter smoking accessories. And I mostly Ooh. looked because I was curious if it went in the other direction. Because, like, weed store branding yeah. is so funny. So I, And I was like, I know there's, like, knockoff Harry Potter themed, like, coffee shops, bars. We've kind of delved into that. And so I was sort of wondering if there were, you know, Harry Potter, Harry weed Potter themed weed stores slash strains and i didn't find that but i did find this list of 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 associated you know harry potter weed merch like the harry (laughs) pothead mug ah a wand pipe i get all my herb from neville longbottom t-shirt oh okay uh there's a grinder that has like a sort of um, I guess like Harry Potter inspired owl motif on it. Four hundred and twenty Huffle points to Hufflepuff uh, necklace. So it's <laughs> it's out there. I I have joined you in this Google mm-hmm. uh, search, and I've found what strains would Harry Potter characters smoke, which is a listicle from twenty seventeen. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, Harry Potter. The best strain for our favorite hero would have to be sour diesel. Uh, obviously dependable and quick sour diesel itself embraces the loyalty and reliability that is harry potter ron weasley ak-47 (laughs) just an old standby that the old reliable that's wrong (gasps) hermione granger smart instinctual and rational overall alaskan thunderfuck is the best strain for this top of the class (laughs) that's not real is this is this Oh my god, Draco Malfoy. Juicy fruit would be a great strain for Draco, who, if we all agree here, could use a more potent strain. This strain has a high THC level, which is perfect for putting your mind at ease when you're trying to eliminate the most powerful wizard in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, sever- oh, snakes I don't know. I, 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 think that, I think that Malfoy would go for a body high, not a head high. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me. Because he's got some scheming to do, you know? Yeah. What do you think for Snape? Head high or body high? I don't know anything. <laughs> uh, head high. Yeah, that's what they that's what they recommend. Hell yeah. Okay. So I'm 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 deta- I mean like I I think they're having some fun here on Green Rush Daily. Out there they definitely having some fun. They're having some fun over there. Um uh and uh, for Albus Dumbledore um he so they say dumbledore would love og kush uh but uh the picture that they have posted is Why, uh, he's old i so uh <laughs> let's see euphoria the strain uh produces even the stress of figuring out how to stop voldemort from killing your favorite student melts away 
Wonderful. Um, but the picture that they have selected is a picture of Gandalf from the Lord of the Rings movies. So I think, they, I think they might be having a little, a little <laughs> bit of fun over there. That's on, great. On the Weed website. That's, That's what wonderful. I would hope for. That's wonderful. I am so happy that that exists. Um, of course, CBD will not give you a head high or a body high. Um, it have you, have, Okay. Real, let's take a real talk aside here. Okay. Have you tried t- CBD? Mm-hmm. Has it, does it, does it work for you? I don't know. My brain, yeah. here's the thing. My brain, very powerful. Yes. I am one, I am one of those people where if someone has a cough around me, I mm. will come down with a fake sickness. <laughs> uh-huh. So I, I don't know, frankly. I think that, I think that I am very open to the power of suggestion. That's what I'll say. Mm, okay. Yeah, because I've I've tried it before, but it's never I've never really noticed anything other than it tasting bad. Um, I mean, a lot of the stuff that you get, it like a lot of it's gonna be fake. That's the thing that I've heard, right? Like it's like you, you got to make sure that it's coming. You kind of like go. A, you kind of got to go to the legit, the yeah. legit weed store. You got to make sure it's legit, otherwise you're gonna get something that is either so diluted or so nothing that it will not work. I tried. There was a pizza place that I went to. A couple years ago that had uh cbd like soda and i was like huh okay i'll give that a try and it just sort of tasted like someone had emptied their ashtray into a can of coke mm. um not good did not work for me or my brain and just kind of made me feel miserable um but i've also just tried just like some gummies or whatever and it's just never done anything for me i I don't want to be like a conspiracy theorist and say like it's all fake but it's definitely not worked for my brain i think it works okay but again i'm a i'm I'm, I'm a i'm very open to suggestions so Mm. okay yeah i'm 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 open to it working but i've had i've not had the experience of it working yet but maybe this wizard, this Harry Potter themed CBD will be just the. Ticket. I'm gonna feel like this is probably the fake stuff. Like if you're if you're, <laughs> you're putting yeah. products side by side, I would not put too much stock in this having having the good shit in it. Yeah, this is. It also costs um four ninety nine in pounds per bar, which is like ten dollars basically. I would not I'm not paying ten dollars for a bar of chocolate. I'm very sorry. Not not for I could get like a whole for ten dollars, you know, I guess it wouldn't have CBD in it. But like I, I could get like a whole bag of those Lindor truffle things. Sure. Uh, that's that seems like a much better use of my money if I'm buying candy. Yeah, it seems a little better to do a little, a little smoking and then eating some truffles. <laughs> just, just yeah, just do just do, do both. Don't you don't need you don't need to combine. I know that everyone is busy. We have to combine a lot of our favorite activities into one, but I feel like that one doesn't work. Uh or my hands are getting a little sweaty and nervous about offending the the weed the weed heads out there. <laughs> <laughs> They're kind of Swifties to me a little bit. <laughs> well, like, please know I love out. Taylor Swift. They should chill out. Well, please, please know that we we love and respect all strains mm-hmm. here. Exactly on, on the Shrieking Shack. On mm-hmm. the, um, huh, um, but yeah, it's 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 been a slow, slow news week. J.K. Rowling's disappeared again. Um, Fantastic Beast news has stopped trickling out. She popped in to say that the Ichabog is coming out. That's true. She did. She did tweet out like, "Hey, 
uh, November 1st or whatever it's coming out. Um, but no, no takes uh, recently. Um, but uh, we're not the only ones feeling that uh, strain, I think. Uh, no pun intended. Because <laughs> uh, on MuggleNet, um, you know, they've, they've been, you know, they've, they're the Harry Potter news source. They've got to comb everything for, for, for news. And they published a story that I could not believe was real, which is a update on some construction in the theme park. Now, can you guess what exciting theme park construction they have written about today? I mean, I am assuming that it is not anything actually exciting because I, I, I'm still. I think back to that Hagrid roller coaster that came out, and uh-huh. now, and I was like, I couldn't figure out why that was news, and I forget. Like, I think that the theme park, like the theme park stuff is hot right now. Oh yeah. People love theme parks. So if they were putting in something that Matt, like a new ride or like a new, uh, like major attraction, I think I probably would have heard about it, Mm -hmm. but maybe not. Maybe they are doing Hmm. something new and exciting. You might be onto something there. What if, so, so if we rule out rides, yeah, let's say, uh, huh. what, what, what incredible thrilling, project might they be undertaking with like you know fewer people in the park maybe a little bit more room to work what what would be worth reporting on that would excite harry potter fans uh puppet show Hmm, no (laughs) um parade uh area <laughs> no no i don't nothing. do theme parks so I no well know. you gotta i think we gotta think a little less exciting than that even paving a sidewalk repaving a sidewalk mm, doing getting some chip clo- ceiling getting closer <laughs> getting a lot closer uh replacing some street trees in other news construction on new lockers for harry potter and the forbidden journey is now in full swing the old lockers which are inside of hogwarts don't allow a lot of space for social distancing which seems to be one of the main reasons why this new project was initiated the new lockers are located on the side of the queue entrance which means guests can now safely put away their belongings before entering hogwarts at the moment the construction site is covered in scrims which means we'll have to wait a little longer to see what the new lockers look like we're hoping to be treated to a magical revelation soon we're doing construction so that people can come to the theme park in a pandemic yeah what i'm hearing that's right they're making some lockers just don't go to the theme park just don't go to the hey everyone just don't go to the theme park it's been a like a real guilty pleasure of mine to just like watch like the the vloggers who are like having to deal with like the Harry Potter or the uh, like the Disney theme parks and stuff not being available or like you know being at like half capacity or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, just these really surreal videos of like vloggers walking around and like looking at a bunch of people in a theme park and going, like, "Wow, I feel safe." Uh, really weird stuff like that. Um, there was an article going around about like the person who like used to go like every month or whatever and, and doesn't anymore and is just like distraught over not being able to see mickey mouse um really weird subculture i'm gonna say uh i i don't i don't quite get i you know i'm not saying theme parks can't be fun but but weird to that just seems like a really expensive thing to make your identity i guess um that's that's a that's a difficult one i just don't enjoy them 
So I can't relate. <laughs> but but never fear. Uh, in case you do go, um, uh, they are building some new exciting lockers for everyone to put their stuff in. That's great. Thank you, MuggleNet, for reporting on the absolutely crucial information. <laughs> um, they've also got a review, a review of um, a Harry Potter magical moments, magical movie moments christmas at hogwarts book and uh this is a like a real book that you can buy it is a full like 500 word review of a sticker book uh oh is is, is on is on the well what's right the score now. uh well there's no numerical score um but they that's too bad that is the best form of review- they... <laughs> reviewing something <laughs> They do say uh, that they're one of their favorite things about this book is, is it gives fans the words to Happy Christmas, the songs that the ghosts sing in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. You can be sure that I will be singing it with my family and friends this year, even if it has to be done virtually. It is the perfect holiday song that has some of the Hogwarts magic intertwined. The, the ghosts only... sing a song? I don't remember that when? happening in the movie. Yeah, I I mean, I guess it's been like a year, two years since we watched the first movie now, but I don't remember them singing in that movie. Uh, the only issue I have with the book is that the adhesive at the stickers corners and other removable inserts, I wanted to remove the sticker page, and when I did, it tore a small piece of the page. Oh no! Luckily, it was not where there was text or an image, but a small part of the background is gone, and it is noticeable until I can figure out a safe way to remove one of the art drawings that I want to frame. It will all remain intact in the book. I have found the lyrics to the ghost song. Yeah, hit me with the Hogwarts Christmas song. (laughs) Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, ring the Hogwarts bell. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. (laughs) Cast a Christmas spell. Wondrous the ways of Christmas, have a Merry Christmas Day, move around the sparkling fire, have a Merry Christmas Day, find a broomstick in your stocking, singing you the magic of this place, join the owls' joyous flocking on this Merry Christmas Day, ding dong, ding dong, (laughs) ring the Hogwarts bell, ring the Hogwarts bell, ding dong, ding dong, cast a Christmas bell. Fly high across the sky, light the Christmas night. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, ring the Hogwarts bell. Wow. <laughs> when when did this happen? In the moon? What? What? I think I would remember ding dong, ding dong, <laughs> ring the Christmas bell. The ghost carolers were a choir of ghosts at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry that sang Christmas carols at winter. Mm. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone film first appearance. Ding dong, ring the Christmas bell. Ding dong, ring the Christmas <laughs> bell. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Incredible. I was unaware of this until just now. I. Wow. What a beautiful song. Thank you for, uh, for giving us that gift. Mm, yeah. That's a beautiful Christmas present. Uh-huh. Uh, all the Early. way up here. Yeah, a little early all the way up here in Halloween, but I appreciate it none- nonetheless. <laughs> Well, nothing in news can top that. Let's get into our chapter for this week. What do you say? Okay. Um, I will take a deep breath. <laughs> Whew. This week, 
We're at chapter 22. It's called The Deathly Hallows. Um, they've just escaped the Lovegood house, and they arrive in a field and go through all their their thing where they set up the, the wards and things like that, and, and they have to sort of debrief about what happened, uh, and Hermione explains sort of why she did what she did and was like, oh, I let them see Harry so that hopefully they don't torture Xenophilius too bad. Um, and they're like, damn, Luna's in Azkaban. That sucks. Um, and and they sort of talk about, like, whether or not Xenophilius was, like, telling them that story to try to keep them there and was, like, lying the whole time um, so, that the, so that he could sell them out. Um, but Ron has some expertise in this arena now, and he says it's way harder to make up a story when you're under pressure. And he knows that from the time that he was under pressure with the Snatchers, um, but then also says that he told them a story. Um Harry, they they do a little bit more debriefing about the Deathly Hallows. They're like, that was so crazy. Is it real? Um, and and Ron and Hermione are like, no. And but Harry, meanwhile, is having a brain blast, right? They're sort of relitigating the whole thing. Um, but he remembers the Pe- Peverell name um from the pensive chapter in book six, where we see um Marvolo Gaunt and he shows the ring to the cop. And says, this is the Peverell coat of arms. That's my relatives. Or whatever. Um, and so Harry's like, oh, he's he was stupid and didn't know that it was not the coat of arms. It was actually the Deathly Hallows. Um, and Hermione sort of jumps in and gives us some more information about um, how she read, like, a wizard supremacy book that talked about um, how the Peverells were like an, um, an extinct male line of purebloods um uh so she is familiar and and harry harry's put it all together he's figured it all out he's like okay the resurrection stone was in the ring i have the invisibility cloak i think that dumbledore gave me the snitch and i think that the resurrection stone is in there Uh, it all makes sense every piece is falling into place um his his third eye is open he's got it figured out um and it's like mine is racing like he's feverish and he's like this is what it is, right? If I can get all this stuff to make myself the master of death and Voldemort is the master of death. All well, not really, but like he has horcruxes, then we will like fight it out and I won't die. This is, this is the answer. Um, and then his like third brain blast and all of this is like, Oh, Voldemort's going after the elder wand. That must be why he's, he's gone after Gregorovich, all of this stuff. Um, and, and he turns after all of this and, and says it all to Ron and Hermione. And they're like, Nope, this is stupid. Um, we shouldn't have gone there in the first place. It's just a distraction. Dumbledore wanted us going after the Horcruxes. It's a stupid story. Knock it off. Um, anyway, so we're sort of back there again, and Harry is obsessed with the Hallows. Um, we get the impression that like some time is passing, where Harry is like trying to sort of isolate himself from Ron and Hermione to like think about the Hallows and figure it out. Um, and, like, sort of humoring them while they try to rally and figure out where to go next for the Horcruxes, but don't also don't really have any leads. Um, the other thing that Harry is sort of working on secretly is, estab- like, reestablishing his connection with Voldemort. And um, he does manage to get some, like, impressions, but they've gone a little fuzzy, and he's sort of... Uh, sort of blaming it on his new wand. He's, like, become resentful of this, like, stupid new wand he has, and he misses the other one, and he feels like maybe the connection was based on on their wands being the same. 
Um, it ends up, we end up somewhere in March after like all this time has gone by. They haven't made any progress. Uh, but good news, Ron is finally able to tune into the secret podcast that you need to have a secret um, <laughs> secret password for and like turn <laughs> the dials. The he joined the Patreon. He gave them $3 a month. So he gets to tune into the secret podcast. Um, and they, they fi- we finally get Potter Watch. Um, I won't go into like the hu- the super details of this. Um, we go through and, and they obviously recognize all the voices of everyone on the on the 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 radio, which are like Lee Jordan, Lupin, Kingsley is there, Fred. <clears throat> um, and the way it starts is sort of like a I guess like a wartime like death notification news segment where they talk about some people that have died. They have like a moment of silence for those people. We find out that Ted Tonks died, uh, and also that goblin from the beginning that was in their camp um, on the run, but that Dean Thomas maybe escaped. Um, Kingsley shows up to talk about how they can keep hope alive that Harry is still good, and also uh, try putting a defensive charm on the Muggles. Uh, you know, as you pass by, it could save a life. And we also get kind of the news of the wider situation that's going on, which is that. The Death Eaters are killing muggles, um, like a lot of them, I I guess. Um, Hagrid got in trouble for having a Harry Potter party and is on the run. Um, Fred does some stand-up right there at the end. He, like, tells some one-liners, and then that's the end of the podcast. And um, Harry Potter and Hermione are like, wow, that was so cool and brave. Um, But Harry... Uh, there's like a part in Fred's little stand-up routine where he talks about Voldemort maybe being abroad. And so that kind of just sets Harry off. And he's like, oh my God, he's abroad. He's looking for, the, he's going after the Elder Wand. Um, and, and in his like mania, he says the word Voldemort. Ron is like, you stupid idiot. That's the taboo. They're going to find us. Uh, of course, like a bunch of Death Eaters apparate in and, and yell into the tent like you're surrounded. That's the end of the chapter. <laughs> Sorry, the when you said I, 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 because of just the like sheer insanity of the podcast segment, yeah, I was sort of like slipping out of reality there for a second. Oh yeah, and when uh-huh. you said Ron says that he thinks Voldemort might be abroad, I was just like mm. imagining like Brooklyn Ron like, what if Voldemort was a freaking broad, eh? <laughs> like, sort just... sort of like a demi guy's routine. <laughs> Get the dummy guy on this podcast. Well, he was he should have been on the podcast. They should <laughs> they could have had the demi guys on the podcast. They, we should have turned into the podcast earlier, and then the demi guys could have done the stand up routine, like the old timey <laughs> one. But he also could have like done like a little bit of exposition about how invisibility cloaks are made with demi guys hair, just aren't as good as the as the really good one. It's they made out of time. my freaking hair. <laughs> exactly. What's the matter with you people? <laughs> You got a perfectly good cloak there in the Deathly Hallows. You don't need my hair. I need that hair. <laughs> These freaking broads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been a way better podcast. <laughs> we got it all wrong. It's not Tom Riddle. It's a different broad. We don't know who it is. <laughs> this chapter broke my brain. Um, yeah, I'm I'm like now fully resigned to this book being crazy and just like completely off the rails um, because the <laughs> progression of this chapter from like really 
boring exposition yeah. to really just completely off the wall exposition <laughs> is so uh-huh. sudden. Like like this there's there's this bit where I was really bored reading this at the beginning where it's just like Harry Ron and Hermione they've they've teleported away from uh Xenophilius's house and they're sort of like relitigating everything and and the and this chapter They're just does having the same conversation again all in service of doing the thing that we have been like even in the good books like like criticizing uh JK Rowling's like ability to resolve conflict mm-hmm. and even the good books do this exact tactic and it it was just so despairing to see it here again where these characters have all been like at each other's throats for the past few chapters mm-hmm. Hermione has now saved Harry's life twice I guess that makes them even Harry says that like oh you're so great what would we do without you blah 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 and I'm like okay dumb but at least we have Harry say, like verbalizing this I'm done I'm done with this subplot can we please just move on right but it can't just leave it be and like have that conflict resolve. It has to have Hermione then go, Oh no, it was my fault. You were so right. We shouldn't have gone there. It was just like Godric's hollow all over again. I'm like enough. No more of this. Like, like (laughs) we can't, I'm so tired of all the conflicts in the story being resolved by like all the characters deciding that like, well, we all fucked up. So let's just put it in the past and not talk about this at all. Like, I'm so sick of it. Yeah. Yep. It's it's such a bummer. Um, I mean, but- I think this conversation that they have is just, like, it's so bad. Like, there are a couple parts, like, they are, they're just having the same conversation again. It's the, can, are the Deathly Hallows real? And it's Harry versus Ron and Hermione. And it's just, it's, it's not fun to read. I don't know how else to say it. It's boring, and it is miserable, but it's, not in a, an on-purpose miserable way where you're supposed like it's not supposed to be feel bad. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it also like it. It just like it. It is clearing the deck of the previous conflicts just so we can get to the new one. Like, like there's. There's a weird thing that I'm noticing that J.K. Rowling does. And, like, this this, this isn't just for conflict, even. This is, like, for clues and for, like, um, even for, like, jokes, right? You know mm-hmm. how we've talked a lot about how so many things in Harry Potter um, are introduced and resolved in, like, the same chapter? Yes. Um, like, there's, there's no such thing as, like, a brick joke in this series because if a, if a setup is introduced, the punchline basically has to come like within a paragraph yeah um this this makes me feel a similar way except that it's like conflicts aren't allowed to layer on top of one another in harry potter Mm -hmm. um this this like lingering resentment between ron and hermione has to be swept away because the new conflict is harry and or uh harry is making ron and hermione feel weird in his like new religious mania. Right. And I don't think that his like weird new religious mania is that well represented anyway, but like, it is so transparent that it like this, the the story can only like handle one conflict on deck at a time and just has to sweep whatever was happening previously away 
because I don't I don't know what it is. Like she can't layer them. She can't find ways to like make multifaceted conflicts work. You know, it just it always has to be um uh like whatever the new thing is is the entire uh uh argument right um yeah and it's it's frustrating because i think i mean like the 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 biggest one for me is still as much as i love book three like the the pet arguments between ron and hermione are so interesting right Uh but they just get swept away to serve harry's conflict and that's a bummer because i think that like the class like rift between ron and hermione is something that like you could carry for books right like not just one book but like it had it just it had to it it served its purpose it only lasted for that like set of chapters and then just got resolved and never came up again and likewise here it's like well hermione doesn't trust ron and feels bitter about ron and ron like wants to get back in hermione's good books and i guess that like she did a everyone had to do like a, a memory dump at the end of um uh, the Xenophilies es- escapade and clear clear the ram for uh for whatever's being loaded next. It's really bizarre. Yeah, I mean I, I like even the Ron Hermione thing in this, it sure just feels like to even resolve that conflict or to sweep it away, Ron has to just be a new person. <laughs> yeah, and this chapter does a lot of work to try and make Ron seem like a new person. Yeah, I mean it's like it's hard because I don't want to just harp on all of these characters just not I mean, they're aliens. <laughs> the The way they're behaving is just so bizarre. Um, but I, d- I don't think the book is very interested in them as characters anymore. So it, right. it feels hard to really invest more discussion into it, even. Like, yeah. I, like, it's simple stuff that I know that we've harped on like a million times, but it's like, I'm really bothered that Hermione has to be wrong here and yeah. and, and wrong in a stupid way. Like it's yeah. fine that she's wrong, but she isn't wrong in a way that like honors her character. She exactly. dis- she says stuff like no Harry, the this, you know, the tale of three brothers. It's just a story. It's just a stupid story. It's just a fairy tale, right? But she wouldn't say that. She just heard it for the first time this like this past book yeah she even acknowledged that and i think that there is a characterful way to have hermione say like no i don't think this is true i think like an appeal to the experts would be better right her yeah. saying like no everything that i've researched like um uh, merlin thought it was fake and and so and so who's an expert thought it was fake so i know yeah. it is right yeah that seems character characterful for her but i just, just don't... lamenting like oh i wish i could go be in the library right now like yeah I, yeah I... like just something you know to 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 like have her serve this conflict in a way that makes her still feel like hermione right i it's just it is fatiguing and 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 I don't think that the book cares. No. No, because all that really matters is Harry. Um, I mean, like, we we talked at length last week about how um, surreal it is for the argument in this book to be like, oh, this is a magical story that is just, like, beyond the pale. Like, the, the, this is so clearly ludicrous that, that you know, who, nobody would believe this Deathly Hallows story when <laughs> there's been zero work done to like establish what is and isn't like feasible in the wizarding world, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing that I 
was really struck by in this chapter in particular, this, this opening sequence where they like relitigate this whole conversation is like, it's backwards because Hermione and Harry are both people who came to the wizarding world late. Right. Ron has mentioned multiple times that like, you know, Oh, this is a story my mom used to read me as a kid. And like, he has been, around this this stuff and this culture his entire life and i feel like it would be a lot more feasible for him to be the one saying uh no you guys are crazy this is like this is a children's story you know like like if if, if hermione was being a skeptic and going like well you know it could be true and harry was like yeah i believe it because i'm uh my head is completely open and i see god now and ron was there being like you guys are fucking crazy uh, the uh, the big bad wolf did not blow down the three little pigs house like like, the, like you know because that's like more or less what the discussion is in this uh, in this book is right is a fairy tale real um, and I feel like it would be way more reasonable for that to be his stance but instead Hermione just has to be this like weird like cartoon like atheist move like in a in a Christian movie uh, in in all these scenes it's just so not God, that her. is that is su- that is such a good description it's totally she's totally god's not dead atheist yeah isn't she? She, yeah she's she's the like she's the sassy atheist student in a in a college scene right like she's uh she's really obnoxious in a way like hermione is obnoxious right but like not in this way um uh, her she is obnoxious in her like hunt like constant hunt for the truth um, rather than her just immediately deciding what it is without researching or, or looking into it further, right? Like, it is, uh, it, it's so unlike what her character should feel like. Yeah, she she feels like she, uh, again, like, again, it's not like the arguments or what she's putting out there honors her character at all, right or wrong, but it is more like she is just being set up to be wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just that her, her her arguments, even for... If if we have to accept that her that her stance that the Deathly Hallows can't exist is like her character, right? Like like if 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 I simply must accept that, like okay, the author wants it to be that she wouldn't believe this, I still think that's stupid. But whatever. I feel like there's a better way to express that than have her just repeating. And like this is what is actually written here: the Deathly Hallows can't exist, Ron. Like, like she's not, she doesn't have like any evidence that she's citing or like logical um, argument that she's decided is the most valid. It's just that she's saying, well, no, they can't. And it's like really weird. <laughs> Again, it's, it's just like such a cartoon, uh, 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 like, you know, cartoon atheist in a, in a Christian movie, just like, like, no, God, God doesn't exist. Like there's, there's no further argument than that. It is, it is just so one note and lacking any actual substance that would make it seem like her character arrived at this conclusion in a way that makes sense for her. Ron and Hermione's things should just be swapped. There's exactly like you said, there's no reason that Ron shouldn't be the one who has that intuitive understanding that no, this can't be real. Yeah. And to Hermione, she would be like, well, I had to find out when I was 11 that Merlin was real and I'm going to the same school that he went to. Right. 
Yeah, for for Harry and Hermione, it's like a way different context, right? A potentially really interesting one. Like, I like the idea. I really, it is so frustrating that, like, this is the criticism I have to, like, give to this book. Because I love the idea of a version of, like, magic and fantasy that is so well-defined that something can still sound incredible in it, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's really cool. If if a if a fantasy world is well developed enough, um, you can absolutely do that kind of thing uh, and 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 have things that are still fantastical exist alongside other things that are fantastical but feel logical for that world, right? Um, and a lot of very good fantasy and science fiction and whatnot like goes to really great lengths to make that kind of thing work. None of that work has been done in Harry Potter. Um, right. And and just to have these characters divide into these, like, seemingly arbitrary camps of, like, yes, this could exist or no, it couldn't, is, it feels surreal, kind of. It feels like I'm reading the, like, last book in a series that I never read the other pieces of, right? Like, mm-hmm. Like, this doesn't feel like Harry Potter. This feels like I just picked up, like, I don't know book eight of Dragonlance sight unseen and was just like, well, okay, I guess I have to like infer everything. Um, it's, uh, it's frustrating. Yeah. Hermione's argument, um, is sort of going through the same motions that, um, that we had when she explained the Gamp's law to us. Right. Yeah. Except it just forgoes that, too. I mean, that would be equally annoying, right? <laughs> I mean, as she sort of does, right? She says, like, no, nothing can bring you back. No one can bring someone back from the dead, right? Like, it's impossible. Um, and that's probably the strongest thing we have, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's, it's at least a relief to see a character acknowledge that there are other forms of resurrection in the world. Mm-hmm. But again, it's not doing the work to explain her stance, because she says, um, they weren't really back from the dead, were they, said Hermione. Those kinds of pale imitations aren't the same as truly bringing someone back to life. And, like, I, this is talking specifically about the wand ghosts. Right. But I'm thinking about, like, all the other forms of afterlife that we see, which, like, we have the paintings, we have the ghosts, um, and, like... I mean, like, I guess aside from being stuck in a painting, those things seem pretty alive. Ghosts seem pretty, like, they have parties and stuff, right? Like, they have, there's ghost food. They have a culture. Like, it seems like they are, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, sapient, alive, uh, uh, and, and not like a weird mirror image or like a, uh, uh, like a, you know, they're not like a shade that's like playing, uh, uh, back memories or whatever. They seem like cognizant people um yeah and i like i want i'm not against hermione taking the stance like those aren't uh really alive or whatever but i feel like one you gotta work for that to you know contextually make sense and for me to go ah yeah i see her point those aren't alive um and then b We've seen enough ghost characters that I almost want to see, like, her confront a ghost with that opinion, right? Like, because, like, that's a potentially very interesting conflict, like, like a weird prejudice against the ghosts. Like, <laughs> oh, you don't think I'm real. 
when I'm like here in front of you talking to you. I don't know. There's just so much potential here for like the pieces are here. Like like so many other chapters in this series, all the pieces are here. All the <laughs> Lego blocks are here to arrange into like a potentially interesting thematically rich story that, that just never never comes to fruition. Yeah, and it, and it ends up feeling like what could be interesting pieces like the ghosts and and things like that or or you know wizards having different ideas about death basically um they feel like they are brought up out of defensiveness not <laughs> out of curiosity about the theme <laughs> that is that is just such a running observation for this whole book this is a really defensive book Mm-hmm. Like, like, like bringing up the ghost it doesn't feel like it's interested it doesn't feel curious to say how can like wh- how do we see the outer bounds of this theme how does this like <laughs> interact and interface with what we know about death in this world it's literally her putting it in there to be like don't point this out i already addressed it I already <laughs> exactly. i already said this is why it's different hermione says it's different so don't ask yeah exactly it is it's 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 never been clearer that like a, a huge chunk of the like information we get in the story is is not for like thematic or like narrative purposes. It is purely like it's it's glue. It's 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 stucco covering a hole in the wall, right? Like it's 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 not there for any purpose other than to like um um stop you from uh, uh observing the cracks it's 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 a real bummer yeah and, and it's like i i'm happy with contradictions in a story yeah. right if if it comes from a good faith place that isn't this you know don't ask me or don't <laughs> don't i i i you know covered for this plot hole so i don't want to hear about it like i i do think that it like that is the fun of of like metaphysical themes, isn't yeah. it? To say, hey, does this does this prove my theme? Does this disprove it? How like how does this interact with it? And and I I just these books are not interested. Cracks in the story are the fun part of fantasy, right? Like like the 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 little bits and pieces where like something else could be the explanation or uh um. Uh, you get a you get like a, a a momentary glimpse of like the author's view of something, or uh, you realize that uh, like you realize that these things were built up to serve a theme, and and can then deconstruct it and sort of like pick apart the rest of the story because you have like a foothold in that hole, right? Like I I love that kind of thing in storytelling. Um, that is like some that is where just some of like the most characterful rich thematic discussion of like fiction comes from is i mean like i don't want to say like the flaws cuz i that sounds loaded but just like the inconsistencies and the like the cultural baggage that stories have and stuff right like mm-hmm. that's fun um it's fun to let that stuff show um and like it certainly shows in harry potter like but it it, it, she's so aware of it and like worried about it constantly that it's never allowed to like just be interesting and and maybe not entirely airtight um lore wise and it's a bummer because i think that like 
that could be that could like really help this story is to have a little bit of ambiguity um in like characters motivations and like beliefs and stuff and like this is probably extremely basic but i guess like this book and maybe a little bit before but but certainly this book has just has completely shattered the illusion that any of the characters are a consequence of the world they live in yeah i I don't I don't really believe that what the characters say or think is what they believe because they live in the world <laughs> or could be wrong. Like, like the characters either have to be telling me something that is true about what the story's about, mm-hmm. or they have to be wrong, but not because of who they are or like being a product of their environment, beliefs, etc. They have to be wrong so that the story can tell us what the right answer is like it ju- <laughs> it, it's just the illusion is broken yeah i mean like and it has been broken i think for a long time in this series too mm-hmm. um but it's 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 incredible how <laughs> more breakage it manages to do with every passing chapter yeah um especially because i mean like it's all the more naked i guess uh when it pivots from this like litigation over like the Peveril line and and uh, whether or not ghosts are real and whether or not the Hallows make sense, they have a Hallow. They, they have ha- one. They and they and they, like speaking of like the defensiveness, that's one that the book just can't quite get around. Like Ron, Ron keeps on saying like, "Well, but Harry does have like a pretty good invisibility cloak." Seems weird, right? And and Hermione has no real answer to it. I mean, a because she's wrong, but like, it's it it, it, it that's not impetus for the characters to like dig deeper, right? It's just it's it, Hermione just has to be wrong. It's just amazing to me that the the story is not even really interested in investigating that, right? Because they are doing this for weeks. We get the impression yeah. that weeks are going by, oh, and yeah. they, and there's not it's not they don't investigate the cloak. No. They don't say, okay, let's see it, or like, do we know anyone that has has like a another invisibility cloak? Can we find one that's as good as this? Can we go to Diagon Alley and look at the stupid Demi guys ones? <laughs> Can we take it to Borgen and Burks and have them look at it? Like nothing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely nothing. Again, all the pieces are there. Even if it were Hermione saying, "Okay, Harry, you're obsessed. It's been weeks. Let's put this to bed. We yeah. will take it to Borgen and Burks and have him look at it, and he'll tell you it's made of demi guy's hair." We'll, or whatever. we'll do polyjuice for like the fifteenth time. Uh, will be will be some random Death Eaters, and we'll say, "Hey, hey, Borgen, we've got we've got a cloak here for you," and and he'll tell us what it is. And if he tries to steal it, we'll I don't know, we'll shoot him or whatever. Just uh, do something. That's kind that of sounds fun. like a cool scene. Yeah, kind like, of like take it to him and have him be like, "Oh my god!" Like I mean, there are a million fun ways he could react to that, right? Yeah, yeah. <sighs> instead, instead we get Harry uh, just having a like full-on religious vision yeah it's really something (laughs) this is i don't i don't mind this so much but i just i i can't believe how inconsistent what he goes through is this is so close to being 
like incredible i think uh-huh. if it weren't for the fact that his character had been so um inconsistent for the past few chapters i like if he had been fully um you know, just fully down in the dumps, down on on Dumbledore slash God for all these chapters. This could have been a really fun pivot for him. Um, but instead, like, he's, instead of having his, like, really angry, like, I hate God, uh, 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 like, rage in him that he had in the first chapter where he lost his faith, he mm-hmm. sort of mellowed out into just, like, wistful agnostic. <laughs> um, for the past few chapters, especially with yeah. Ron, right? And so that really takes a little bit of the, the tooth out of this scene where he just, like, fully just has, like, a Hildegard von Bingen-style, like, vision about, like, holy fuck, I, it all makes sense now. I see, I see, I see the light. I see everything laid out before me. I know now. Um, and, like, his behavior here is really fun like it's fun to read i will say um he's yeah he's he's definitely it's definitely like a well portrayed just like manic religious like fervor right it's just in service i I can't get into it because one like i said like it's just it's not a good enough pivot from where he was previously and two that it is in service of one of the most convoluted and confusing <laughs> outcomes I know that we're barreling towards <laughs> that I could like possibly imagine for this book. Yeah. Because it's weak because he's he's having a religious experience where he has pieced it all together. Mm-hmm. And the thing is he is right about God it. <laughs> It which just kills me. Which so, but but also, not only is he right, but he's also technically wrong because he's halfway there. Because okay, let me let me just enter my mind palace here and try and sort this sure. out. Sure. Yep. Harry is one hundred percent correct that Dumbledore was trying to find the Hallows, mm-hmm. and that Dumbledore has left him the Resurrection Stone and the Invisibility Cloak. And that the Hallows are are being laid out in front of him as a goal. And that he gave, Dumbledore gave Hermione the book to figure this all out, right? He was just like, <sighs> yeah. so, so already an incredible puppet master plan here. I am uh-huh. going to not only steer Harry in the right direction, but I have to know that one, Hermione will be able to figure this out. A character who I have never spent any time with uh, in, in, in my life. Um, I have to <laughs> have an intimate knowledge of Ron's behavior, who I might have spent even less time with, um, because uh-huh. I know that he is going to lose his 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 nerve, but then he will come back and be brave enough to break one of the Horcruxes. So I yeah. will give him this lighter that, that uh, shows him a waypoint on his map when his girlfriend gets horny. Yeah. So he has to plan all that out. But there's a twist because not only is all of this in service of getting Harry to find the Deathly Hallows, it is to get Harry to learn about the Deathly Hallows, hunt them down, find them, understand what they are, and then reject them. And then he will be uh, 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 able to defeat Voldemort. Yes. So... 
He knew he'd be tempted, though. He knew he would be tempted by the thing that he was tempting him with. Yes. <laughs> it is. I mean, like, oh, God, it is. It is so. It, it, it is the kind of convoluted storytelling that i mean like it does belong in the bible right like that like sure there are like um uh uh, stories in 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 the bible where god plans things out to that ridiculous degree but that's also because he's god in the in those stories right that's sort of a fundamental part a fundamental part of it is the is an actual deity um uh whereas uh dumbledore is not a deity but is he's also a high school principal. He's a high school principal, but is also sort <laughs> of a deity, but also wants Harry to realize that um, magic is uh, nothing in the face of the real deity, deity, deity God, the Holy Trinity, uh, and you cannot bring people back from the afterlife. Instead, you uh, will meet them there when your time comes uh, in, in, in heaven. That is, that is his whole master plan here. Yeah. Sounds great. And it just, re- <laughs> it just really, really undercuts how fun this like religious fervor Harry has, knowing that he basically is fundamentally right. Like he's wrong about like one extra step, but he is correct about like Dumbledore's plan. Yes, I and- mean, I I think that the amount of obtuse that we need Ron and Hermione to be. Is, yes. is absurd, too. Because it's like, that does sound, like, ridiculous and convoluted. But he did give Hermione the book, right? Right. They do have the cloak. Yeah. He what? obviously wanted them to know about it. Yeah. So, the, so in order to enable Harry's isolation fervor, the book needs Ron and Hermione to be so absurdly obtuse about this (laughs) yeah it's so like i mean like it it requires so much convenience from everyone um and it's especially obvious that it that it's convenient because like you say uh it is a ridiculous plan that harry is proposing happened on paper Yes, um, but he's right. But he, well, one, he's right. But but the key part is that again, similar to Hermione being unable to like refute that, like, oh, the Hallows aren't real with anything other than no, they're not. Um, is that one question about like, well, why do you think he gave us the book and the lighter and stuff, right? Um, would like unravel this entire conflict, right? Because why would Dumbledore give them those things then, if not for this ridiculous plan? Um, and like, I, gu- I guess, I guess there's like a, there's like a smidgen of a hint of a parallel between like the uh, inability to accept the Hallows is real and the inability to believe Dumbledore could, um, uh, uh, you know, plan things out to that degree. But, Again, with no context on what is and isn't ridiculous in the wizarding world, and also the fact that they are basically the same conflict just, like, twice over, it just kind of falls apart into nonsense. It is just Harry being loudly correct 
um, in like a really fun way. Like the way he is written here and he's sort of like Pepe Sylviaing everything together is like really like charming to read. Yeah. Uh, in a way that he hasn't been for many, many chapters. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all in service of just a absolutely like undercooked twist, I guess. Yeah. I, I think that they're, so I'm I'm thinking about the kind of, the kind of conflict that they're having, and and you're right. Like Harry pointing that stuff out seems like it is the you know. It, it feels like that unravels that conflict, um, but Hermione sort of does the same thing to him, and of course she's wrong, right? But it is kind of the the sort of like nail in the coffin of the conversation, which is her saying, "Why didn't Dumbledore tell you about it?" Right? Like, there's no reason for him to keep it a secret. And that's true. But then Harry says it's a quest. <laughs> yes. And Insane. I think that there is something, like a kernel of something in here that is, so that is like, kind of cool, but is not executed on mm-hmm. at all. And it's sort of the, like... Hogwarts magic and everything we know about magic running opposed to this sort of new kind of magic that we're encountering encountering in the wild world because the Hallows being a quest and making it so that her, her, her Dumbledore can't tell Harry about it because it like it it sort of undermines this ancient uh like weird magic we don't quite understand mm-hmm. And, and being very similar to the sword, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, you have to like er- they have to earn the sword with courage or whatever. Like, we don't we don't know that about magic because every magic we've ever seen is memorize the word, do the wand movement, <laughs> right? Do the do the thing, right? It's school. It's it's it is taking magic and making it mundane. And so we're out in the world, and magic isn't like that anymore. It's like Arthurian legend magic. Yeah. And so I think that if this was executed on right, it would almost make Hermione. Hermione's thing makes sense as her going like, no, like you can't do that because that's that's like a magic I don't understand. I understand the like mundane Hogwarts mm-hmm. magic, but this is something else. It'd be a nice parallel to the divination stuff, right? Right. Divination is the only place we have seen in this series where magic is allowed to be nebulous. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like in a like more elegantly constructed story that would have just been that would have been like our foreshadowing for this right is right. is is trelawney and Ferenz and like the other like divination aligned characters sort of like planting the seeds of ideas of like oh there's magic that like isn't just saying fancy words and right can't be controlled it just is uh right and you sort of have to accept it and you can only react to it and like that's really cool i love that idea um, but like nobody had mentioned a quest, capital Q quest, by the way, in these books. Yeah, um, capital Q quest sixty four in this chapter. <laughs> um, no one had mentioned one of those before the last chapter. Not a thing that we've like know exists in this world. Um, right. But kind of a meaningless thing to be tossed around out by Harry here. Yeah, I mean, that's that's why it's sort of driving me crazy, because all of a sudden we're out here and it, it is like freaking King Arthur magic with Excalibur in the in the lane and like and all this stuff and this quest and yeah. courage, like all of that stuff. And um, 
and and I and I guess it's it I th- I really do think there like there is something there and I just think it is so poorly communicated. Yeah. I guess. Well, there's the other aspect of this too, like speaking of of like questions that just unravel the entire argument, right? Um Hermione saying uh why wouldn't he tell you about it? Well, he didn't tell them about the Horcruxes either. Right. Like, like the retort to that is just straight up like, no, this is exactly how the Horcrux thing. I figured that out, too. They don't know that Dumbledore wanted them to destroy the Horcruxes. They they inferred that like like Harry. Harry learned that from Dumbledore in like related to one Horcrux. And then Dumbledore died, and Harry was just like, well, I'm pretty sure Dumbledore wanted me to find and destroy the rest. Right. But that's that was never told to him explicitly. Uh, so Hermione being like, well, Dumbledore didn't tell us that, is like, so? Didn't tell us about any of this stupid camping trip. Right, I mean, if he told them anything, he gave them the quest items that do the Deathly Hallows quest, not the Horcrux <laughs> quest, so... He put the wrong thing in their inventory. <sighs> it's all bugged up. This is cr- this is fucked. Yeah, it's uh, it's a bummer, and like I I'm so baffled by these past two chapters being maybe the most like critical story like uh, uh like revelations, not just for this book but for the entire series. Um. And for them to just land, like, bricks like this. And I just think back to, like, you know, us thinking that these books were fake. Uh, or, you know, fa- fans thinking this book was fake when it came. I do think leaked. this book is fake. I do fake. think this book is fake. Um, and, and, like, I'm shocked that this book was, like, more and more I'm just, like, consistently surprised. I'm just like, wow, the fandom and, like, the audience was just, like, cool with this, I guess. This didn't This didn't get Rise of skywalker Okay. Like just just really surreal to yeah. like, to like just be reading these these revelations and being like this doesn't make any actual sense at all, uh, uh, like in this world. I can't believe anyone was satisfied by this. Right. It also doesn't help that like a lot of the, the connection. I mean, like again, it would help if Harry was allowed to be wrong at all here. But because he's not, it doesn't help that, like, a lot of the connections that he draws are, like, so spurious that they, like, contradict in the same sentence. My favorite one being, uh, uh, so Ron is like, blimey, you reckon it was the sign again? The sign of the Hallows? He's talking about the ring that Harry just suddenly remembered he saw in the Peverell pencil. Oh, yeah, and he suddenly remembers the symbol and all of that, yeah. So he suddenly remembers that there was a symbol on the ring, um... And Harry says, why not, said Harry excitedly. Marvolo Gaunt was an ignorant old git who lived like a pig. All he cared about was his ancestry. If that ring had been passed down through the centuries, he might not know what it really was. Wait, so hang on a second, which is it? Does he care about his ancestry, or does he not care about things that are passed down throughout the centuries to him? Like... He cares about being racist, but he's also stupid. Right, god, yeah. I mean, like, like, just... There's some real J.K. Rowling poor hating shit in this, uh, just this one paragraph, right? The the thing about how he doesn't seem like the type who would read fairy tales to his kids, like, why? Because he, 
he's mean? <laughs> I don't. What does that mean? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. He's stupid. He's mean and stupid and doesn't know what the ring is, like me, who really appreciates it. He doesn't read books like smart people do, like you're <laughs> reading right now. <laughs> books are inherently good. This book is making you a better person. That's right. I'm going to join the Harry Potter Alliance and vote. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, this, this whole argument continues. It goes to like, uh, uh, they bring up the resurrection stone shit again, as if it's like the most ludicrous item out of the three, when there's again, the philosopher's stone that exists that we saw that a whole book was about, which is a stone that makes you live forever. But apparently it really, it really bothers me that these artifacts aren't made by death. It really is bothersome that just like three random guys were like, oh, we made really good items. Yeah, that is so surprising to me because that is like. Just seems like it should probably be repeatable, you know? Yeah, but not only that, it's like it's weird. It's weird to even give a like concrete answer either way. Right. Um, yeah. But but also. To give a concrete answer that is, no, it was probably just some dudes who made it, is so <laughs> weird because, like, spoiler alert, the the um, the person who tells us that it was probably just some dudes who made a thing is Dumbledore's, like, purgatory shade. Yeah. And, for, and, and so to have, like, this, like, ghost effectively tell us that like oh no that 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 old wives tale that's completely made up it was just <laughs> it was just some guys who made it it's like you're a ghost so what like like for one on paper weirdly atheistic reveal for this story right to be like no there's no divine beings it was just it was just some men made it um but then to have that delivered by dumbledore's memory purgatory like vision <laughs> hologram whatever it's gonna be i can't remember i know i realize that i'm like reaching forward into stuff i va only vaguely remember but it's like what like like how again just like everything in in these revelations like i i don't i i'm never going to have a grasp of like what is and isn't um miraculous in this world yeah it's so weird that like i i guess this like folk tale about how uh you know like magic makes people uh you know uh blase about death and life or whatever uh to have that just be revealed to be like i don't know some guys doing some viral marketing for their product is really weird i i really feel like some groundwork could have been done for what wizards believe yeah, and like yep. I, I know that that's like sort of a can of worms, right? Like she probably doesn't want to go there, but I don't think you can tell this story about what wizards believe, <laughs> yeah, without establishing anything about them. Yeah, because because instead we just have to default to well, they're like typical like white British Christians, right? But. Like, that's crazy though yeah no, and that that is completely insane but it's the only path we have but it yeah it just doesn't work it's... i just like what kind of dogma would you have to have to be 
to go to church and be a wizard. <laughs> to be That's an interesting. Ang- to just like be an Anglican and be also yes. be a wizard. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh Yeah, it could be fascinating. They could have a really interesting weird theology. Um but it's uh But again, this, the text is not interested in that at all. No, not at all. It isn't interested in what wizards believe. No. But the story didn't have to be this. <laughs> she wrote it to be this. <laughs> oh, you know what wizards do believe in? What? The power of podcasting. Finally. <laughs> I <sighs> I knew that this was coming. Yeah. And I still was not ready for it. Uh-huh. Um what, where it's a do beautiful you wa- passage. It's a beautiful passage. Where do you want to start with this? Because it's long, first of all. Um, but but like, what, 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 what? Where where do we even begin with the uh, the Potter Watch stuff? <laughs> I guess I guess at the top, this is a super secret podcast that you have to that you don't know when it comes on. <laughs> you don't know what station it's on. So you have to guess and also say a password into your old-timey wizard radio. Mm-hmm. Again, I would like to mention, why do wizards have radios? Mm-hmm. Some, good, some good old-time stuff, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Potter Watch. Potter now Watch. That, now that's a good name for a podcast. Now that's a good name for a podcast. Not the best. I think I can think of a Harry Potter podcast with a better name, but pretty good. There... Okay, I knew there was going to be a podcast in Harry Potter. I didn't realize it was going to be a Harry Potter podcast no, in Harry yes, Potter. Yes, that is, that is the part I really was not ready for that I had no memory of. Was that, like I knew <laughs> that it was like Resistance Radio. Yeah. I did not realize that it was going to be literally about Harry Potter. Right. That really threw me. These, these people are not good at direct action. Let's just say that. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> they... So, I guess first of all, it's all over the place tonally. The um the World War II death announcements uh yeah part of this may be the craziest way to start it off. I mean, this is like a comedy routine to me because Ron starts and he's like, he's like, he's been hyping them up for this yeah. for like weeks. And he's like, it's so fucking sick. These guys are so cool. They're so funny. It's awesome. They're so brave. Like, I'm so excited for you guys to tune into this yeah. like, funny podcast I've been listening to. And then he finally gets it. And it's like, uh, today we would like to announce that Ted Tonks has died. This random <laughs> goblin has died now for a moment of silence i it yeah it is so unbelievable like i there were so many things i was bracing for i could not (laughs) have like just it nowhere in my memory did i have that it opened with a moment of silence for the victims Mm -hmm. of (laughs) 9-11 that's right it's I'm honestly, I, I mean, like, I'm a gog. Like, I don't, I don't know why this isn't like the most consistently and constantly mocked piece of Harry <laughs> Potter ever. 
they sit down and some like minor characters that we remember from when this book was like fun and they were at Hogwarts up here to deliver a moment of silence and then to like do like a weird because like, the thing is it's it's like it's not a um they're not like shooting the shit or anything it's not like hey this is like f- wacky fun times for all all of you uh you know resistors out on the front line fighting the death eaters or whatever right it's like it, it's an it's it's an informational podcast <laughs> that is i mean i th- i think the thing that she's modeling this off is like like european resistance fighter radio stuff uh-huh but the difference is that like that was radio for people who were like sheltering refugees in their houses or like taking pot shots at nazis walking down the street or like cutting brakes on like nazi cars right during the occupation right it wasn't for a bunch of people who apparently are like just chilling i guess they gotta move a bit a little bit but they're they're mostly just chilling to say stuff like i don't know so uh muggles are like getting hunted for sport um if you feel like if you feel like helping out i guess you could like put a charm on their house or whatever i don't know eh, not a huge deal or anything it is so surreal <laughs> like there's that really famous photo of the um i think it's like the dutch resistance fighters uh hearing on the radio that hitler was dead right just like like yeah. super super famous historical photo and i feel yeah. like that's definitely the inspiration for this uh-huh. but like this is the most like passive resistance radio <laughs> thing i could possibly imagine i i will tell you the part that sent me to outer space <laughs> and it was them announcing solemnly that <laughs> that hagrid has had to go into hiding he's on the run <laughs> because because he hosted a support Harry Potter Potter party in his hut. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like what what does that look like? Was was he like so he lives at Hogwarts. Was he putting up like flyers on the bulletin board? Yeah. At the what? school? And you think like Snape tried to intervene and like he has yeah. to pretend to be a bad guy. He's like taking them down. He's like, Hagrid. You can't host a support Harry Potter party in your hut. That is, I'll kill you. Take these down. He's like, no, I'm gonna do it. That is a scene I desperately wanted. I wish we were at Hogwarts. Like, I want, I want that scene of like, like not, uh, you know, not good guy, not bad guy Snape, like having to menace Hagrid and like stomp on his toes or whatever and be like ixnay on the fucking harry potter hey party like come on man (laughs) and and there's there's also like the description their description of it is that like he fled or whatever and i'm just imagining him like kool-aid manning out of his hut like just busting the wall down when like the headmaster shows up because he's like, oh shit, I knew I shouldn't have had this Harry Potter party, I guess. Who could have foreseen that this would go awry? <laughs> and I'm just picturing it just being like all the Hagrid's hut scenes too. <laughs> like 50 people in there. Yeah. Who do you think showed up? Because the thing is, it's he was he was hosting a support Harry Potter party at Hogwarts. 
Why was um, he we, behind enemy lines? Yeah, so first of all, <laughs> first off, I guess it's news that Hagrid is like still chilling at Hogwarts. Yeah, he's chilling. I guess we knew because he he served the detention. Oh, that's right. Yes, that was uh, sort of the clue. Yeah, yeah. So Ginny and uh, uh, Neville and Luna, presumably much too smart to appear at a support Harry Potter party. That feels like a like like. Could you imagine like like maybe they thought it was like a honey trap? Maybe it was the other way around. Where it was just like, <laughs> oh, this is like oh, Hagrid's hosting a support Harry Potter party. I guess they got him too, huh? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, officer. Yes, I will come to your party. <laughs> but like, yeah, I want to know who who would show up to that without immediately knowing that they were going to get arrested or like detention at least. Right. Again, the stakes are really all over the place. Uh, arrested for treason or detention because <laughs> it's at a high school. <laughs> Hagrid has a crossbow. Do you think he just like skewered anyone on his way out? Like, <laughs> this is it, boys. They found my party. <laughs> is that really the direct action that is needed? Is this a party in his it's house? It's a party. Yeah. What is? Well, I mean, like, we'll 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 loop back around to this uh, uh, once we've discussed some more of the like the podcast stuff. But like the the concept of what it means to support Harry Potter is very nebulous and confusing in this mm-hmm. book. Um, uh, but let's, let's, let's rewind a little bit and, and start at the top. So they, they give their solemn address. Here's all the dead people. Uh Um, uh, Ted Tonks named character, uh, Goblin and, um, uh, some muggles died and muggles are being hunted for sport. No biggie. Yeah. Um, We're not going to know their names or anything though. (laughs) The worst, like, honestly, not much better than the support Harry Potter podcast or support Harry Potter party out in the open. The code names that reveal exactly who everyone on the podcast is. Yeah. So you have River, who is Lee Jordan. Yeah. Uh, obviously Jordan <laughs> River and also the Lee, the River Lee uh, yeah. near London. So uh-huh. that's a that's a double. Um, you've got Romulus. I wonder who that could be. <laughs> I wonder uh-huh. who who Romulus could be. We have Royal, then we have uh Rodent and then they change it to Rapier. This is the one that I am still uh puzzling over. Yeah. I think Rodent, I guess I know Rodents aren't technically or uh Weasels aren't technically Rodents, but that seems like the 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 common thread. Uh is is it would be like a oh, Weasel Rodent. Weasley. For one like insane moment, I thought that like I forgot a subplot about Peter Pettigrew, like oh changing yeah. sides, becoming good or whatever. That would be kind of a reveal, huh? That would be that's like be like the most interesting part of this for sure. Yeah, if you're like, ooh, don't know about that guy. Um, but yeah, no, Fred's is uh rapier, the sword. Yeah. Um, really trying to figure i'm i'm assuming i mean i I think that the one that most people land on that i think is probably the one that jk rowling was thinking of was like rapier wit right yeah but i don't think that that would ever be what uh i think i think if you told fred that he would say that you were being cringe like that just seems like not a thing he would self-identify as um i have a an answer from reddit that i really want to read because this has been bouncing around in my brain this whole time Someone asked, why do they all have R names and why is Fred Rapier? 
And uh, this user responded, when you fight using a rapier, you also use a dagger in tandem, never one without the other. The Weasley twins operate in the same manner. That's why he wanted to be rapier. That is quite a reach. I love that. I love that. I can't believe there's a podcast chapter. Arguably, Kingsley is the most important person in the Order of the Phoenix. Like, outside of Harry Potter's quest. Yeah. Which I guess we know is important, but doesn't seem like... Just aside from that, like, Kingsley is the head of the Aurors. Yeah. He is planting false information, protecting, like, members of the Order of the Phoenix... Yeah. All of that. He seems very important. It seems a little foolish to go on this podcast and be very easily identifiable. He's like a known guy at the ministry. Did you see that thing going around yesterday where someone like emailed Noam Chomsky and was like, hey, can you make it on the pod? And he was like, no, I'm sorry. My grandchildren keep demanding that I play this infernal video game with them. I'm always Luigi. I, I did see that. Um, That is that is the tactic I think feel like would probably be most prudent for Kingsley to use. Mm. Say like, sorry, I'm busy being Luigi right now. Yeah. But, uh, sorry, but- my job is way too important for this. I'm like <laughs> way doing way more good. I'm literally like the head spy. I'm the only person doing anything at this goddamn place. <laughs> We've King, got yeah. like 10 guys. Yeah. <laughs> We Hagrid's hosting a Harry Potter support party and got run off into the woods. Arthur's just kind of doing whatever, I just guess. Just going to work, just kind of doing the nine to five. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know where Harry Potter is. I'm Moody's dead. You know, uh, we haven't done much lately. Uh, I heard they started a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kingsley is like the MVP of the order at this point. Like, he's carrying the whole team. He absolutely. Is, he is 1v9-ing. <laughs> he's, yeah, yeah, he is the most important person, but he's, I guess this is, like, inting. He's like, maybe, oh, I'm maybe gonna... The, maybe that's what happened, is that he, like, really tried to, like, sell the meeting and was like, guys, we need you to do something. And that's what they, they were like, okay, want to come on our podcast? What's our <laughs> podcast? <laughs> We'll start a podcast where we like advocate for helping, but not really. Like, like the the, the weird way. I mean, God, there's a we could do like an entire episode on like the bizarre politics of like the Muggle world versus the the uh, Wizard world. But this bizarre thing here that like ties into what we were talking about uh, in the um, Godric's Hollow chapters, where like it's really eerie and strange that the Wizarding world like just has disasters happen in muggle communities and just doesn't tell them. Yeah. I've really been kicking that one around. That's a first, like the first time I've really thought about that reading Harry Potter, that it it really, it really does sort of bother me that it's like these, like there's this like huge amount of trauma to muggles. And we get the impression they're being like hunted for sport in, in, on like a pretty wide scale. Mm-hmm. How their like houses are getting blown up and and on and on and like members of their community are like dying, and the wizarding world, the good guys are actively covering it up. Like they don't get to know what happened to them. Yeah, I mean, like the 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 as as silly and hilarious as the like the death report scene is here. The like the in abstract the thing they're describing is horrific. Like six people died. 
like being hunted for sport and the official story is that it was a gas leak i think that must be what because i i floated that idea at uh like maybe what the muggles were told when james yeah. and lily were killed yeah i think yeah. i remembered that part or something yeah it's really because it has like that kind of thing works and i wonder if this is another case of like jkr had uh uh hbo on while she mm. was writing or something but, like do you think she like watched men in black and was like oh this is cool i just think this really takes that for granted like it just presents it as if i'm supposed to be like wow that's really cool i love wizards yeah these I are love... the good these are definitely the good guys yeah it just it just it does not sit right Especially throwing back to like Philosopher's Stone era stuff, which like was very funny in Philosopher's Stone. Like this is less a critique of Philosopher's Stone and more like critique of how poorly the series built on the foundation, right? Mm -hmm. But when Hagrid is like, yeah, no, of course we don't tell muggles we exist. Otherwise they'd want us to solve all their problems, wouldn't they? And it's like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, they would. <laughs> yeah, it seems you have, like you have the ability and capacity to do so. So, um uh i yeah it's 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 surreal to like read this story with these two like these two worlds that are like being kept apart um seemingly only to the muggles detriment uh and for the story to not culminate in some sort of like unification uh arc it, it just seems like what the what the good guys and the bad guys would want is like is like flip-flopped because it yeah. seems like it would be in the bad guy's best interest to remain secret. Mm-hmm. Because they yeah, can the just bad guys do are whatever like, yeah, they we want. Yeah, we want to be the Illuminati, right? Like, we, we want to rule the world. Uh, uh, whereas, like, I don't know really what the... <laughs> I mean, like, it's it's very funny. The, the, the Resistance podcast good guy position in this mostly seems to be like, it's a bummer when people die. But what can you, you know, you can't, we can't change anything. Just put some protective spells on their houses or something. But don't, like, tell them what's going on or help them or arm them or anything, right? Just, like, <laughs> it's a bummer if they die. But, hey, Beat's having to be revealed, I guess, right? It's very... Yeah, it, it really brings up a lot of questions that I don't think this series wants to ask, you know? Mm -mm. And I'm okay with that because... Because I think that the real answer here, other than, like, the, like, neoliberal politics of this series, which is that the best thing you can do is return to the status quo, mm -hmm. um, is that, like, it it has, it wants to have it both ways. It, it wants to preserve the fantasy of being 10 years old and getting your Hogwarts letter and, and going away from your stupid idiot relatives and <laughs> becoming a wizard where everyone's cool. <laughs> yeah. um, but it also is just, like, reckoning with this, like, idea of, like, don't don't the muggles who are being hunted for sport deserve to defend themselves? Yeah, it's very weird. And and again, just like just like the um the missed opportunities with all of the like Horcrux and Deathly Hallows stuff being seeded earlier, I kind of love the idea of that like I I was thinking last night about how instead of having like the stupid Battle of Hogwarts showdown <laughs> like how fun it would be if like i don't know like a bunch of muggles enlisted to help right yeah. like 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 i you know because this is this is a 
this is such a British story. Mm-hmm. Um, like it, it's such a like British fantasy. There are so many like fun, like British character archetypes you could bring in just to like have like a really fun triumphant like like and 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 the, the you know the the good wizards united with the muggles and they're they're gonna help each other have thing, dudley right? show up have dudley show up. i mean i'm just thinking like I'm, I'm thinking to just like every like british comedy movie like uh, uh like fun stereotype like like i don't know have like the the farmer who you can't understand because he's got a thick welsh accent show up with his like hunting shotgun and menace some death eaters have <laughs> have some like london youths running around uh oh, hell yeah you know just like there's so many fun things you can do to like not only make it a little less weird that the muggles are just treated like cattle by both the good and the bad guys um but like to like kind of lean into the the like you know the 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 Britishness has been like a big part of the fantasy of Harry Potter right mm-hmm. and like that that comes with its own um baggage for sure but like it, it just feels so obvious that, that they a like fun way to go with this would just be to like yeah i don't know like like we've had so many negative and like to be clear like funny negative portrayals of muggles especially in like the beginning of philosopher's stone right where you have like the boring boring uh vernon dursley and his boring office job and all of the drones right like and you, and you have like Dudley and his like gang of like school bullies, uh, uh, like chat like Chav school bully guys, um, like those are fun, and I feel like it would be actually a really fun inversion of the way that this story is introduced to like suddenly pivot to like like no these characters still have like these people have value right like like that should be. In the story, again, to, 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 to bring up the thing that everyone hand-wringing about buying the fucking video game uh, <laughs> uh, keeps talking about, right? It's like, like you know, how could she write the story about love and acceptance? I'm like, well, it's not about love and acceptance because it, it, it misses this really easy one, right? Yeah. Of, like, just taking these, like, stereotypes that it's played around with and reversing them and being like, okay, but here's, like... You know, here's like the the good scene of all of the muggles coming together to help the wizards and vice versa. Um, and like like everyone everyone deserves uh to, you know, not be hunted for sport. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think that's an easy position to take. A low bar to clear <laughs> that this book nonetheless does not make it over. Um I don't know. I just I just feel like that's a a, a very strange lack of resolution that this 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 story has harry potter not doing a great job at saying slavery's bad and also yeah. that getting hunted for sport is bad missing a bunch of really easy ones i think <laughs> <laughs> oops oopsie you got you know what they say you have to work on the fundamentals <laughs> <laughs> again this story didn't have to be about that <laughs> unforced errors all around it didn't around. have to have slaves it d- didn't have to be about this like whatever this is shadow war yeah yeah it feels like vampire the masquerade in a weird way except that like the those difference... are the bad guys the... right they're exactly monsters the... they're the di- evil <laughs> the difference is that in world of darkness everyone is a fucking evil monster <laughs> but instead these are like the good wizards 
who behave exactly the same as the like i guess less bad vampires in uh, in world of darkness yeah i guess so i think this could be about how the wizards are bad i, so I don't think that angle, that's yeah. really like the idea that like the wizarding world is bad it, Harry Potter flirts with that idea a lot with like the ministry in book five and how they were like a main antagonist about Ron, you know, yeah. living in poverty yep. in like a world with like infinite resources. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so it's just I don't think that's really in conflict with the idea of Harry having to go on a quest to stop Voldemort. He yeah. could still do that, right? <laughs> that would still be the right thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think the most telling part, honestly, is that, like, in this podcast where they begin with a death notification and mm. the news that muggles are being, like, hunted and shot in the street by Death yeah. Eaters, uh-huh. um, there's the bit where they, like, do this really uh, silly back and forth with Kingsley where uh, Kingsley's like, I'd say it's one short step from wizards first to pure bloods first. But like, you are putting wizards first, right? By by not helping, like, I, but like for one, you are putting the wizards wizards first by uh, not advocating for anything more than like I don't know throwing. <laughs> but can you cast a, a stone shield on me, please? Uh, before can I, get, <laughs> can I get my pally buffs, please? Uh, before, right. <laughs> um, but also like. The conversation they're having feels like it's a hypothetical when they literally just reported that some people got, like, mass shooted. <laughs> like, <laughs> the time for the conversation feels like it's over at this point. Like, I don't know why they're still talking. Like, this is like, oh, I don't know. Things things seem like they could be heading in a pretty bad direction. It's like, no, uh, Wizard Hitler controls the ministry and people are being shot for sport. I think the time for like this weird, like this just like weird. I don't know, like like just like downplaying of the situation is is well beyond. Especially if this is supposed to be like your secret underground podcast. I could see this being like the like spineless opposition party in the government's take, right? Yeah. But like you would think that it would be like oh. I don't know, Fudge is out there advocating for reason and like, I don't know, maybe protecting some muggles if you if you think about it on your walk home. Whereas like the the underground podcast should be like you should parody Death Eaters. Uh, you should break their brooms in half. Um, you should set up you should set up port keys into a into the rivers uh, all around <laughs> the country. Like just I don't know. It feels like they could have a little bit more bite in this secret resistance radio podcast. I I would hope so. About all they can really manage, other than the paladin buffs, are, like, hoping that Harry Potter is alive and will do something? <laughs> That's the other part that is crazy about this. This whole podcast is, like, a weird, like, pay-on to Harry. Like, like, oh, I hope he's listening. Oh, I hope, if, I hope he's out there doing something. It's like, why do people have any faith in him at all? Where did this come from? He's 17. Yeah, it's really weird. Lupin Lupin calls him uh, a symbol of everything for which we are fighting. The triumph of good. The power of innocence. The need to keep resisting. What? He's... 
he's just talking about RBG on SNL. Like, like this is so not a not who Harry is, and b utterly meaningless given what we know that the world knows about what Harry Potter does. Like, he's not a cool action hero who's like work is popping up you know the evidence of his work is popping up all around the country but no one knows where he is or what he's doing like there's no evidence that he's doing anything other than the fact that i guess he hasn't been reported dead so really bizarre angle for this whole thing to take yeah i mean i think that this is another thing that could be well served by establishing like what wizards believe (laughs) like i like i know that they elevate him as a symbol because he defeated Voldemort the first time. But I almost feel like it was sort of doing an okay job at, like, the idea of him having a fall and just becoming a teenager and having the wizarding world be like, okay, you're kind of old news a little mm-hmm. bit. And there's like, and he's like a celebrity because he did this thing. But you would think most faith would have dried up when Voldemort came back. Yeah, th- th- that's that's a really good point. There's a lot of, I mean, there, there's multiple things, right? There's that. There's um, there's the fact that like, uh, the people in the Wizarding World are apparently so fickle that if there's one newspaper article about Harry being bad, that they just turn on him for two books. And then there's the other part, which is like, I feel like this is again a, another missed opportunity, um, for some really good like thematic stuff for the religious angle of this book, which is like Harry has lost faith in Dumbledore. Right. He then hears this radio report about how all these people still have faith in him. Mm -hmm. I feel like that is backwards. I feel like it really should be like that. Harry, I don't know, hearing that people are relying on him and are like wavering because he's been fucking around for like eight months or whatever at this point and hearing that and going like oh my god i need to get we need to get our asses in gear right like that seems a little bit more motivational and like you know uh kinetic something for the story to like you know get get moved along by rather than just hearing like wow harry potter is so cool he is so handsome he is so smart i have so much faith in him he will save us it's it's so boring to hear that stuff about a character or even if he had like if we have to have it go that way around have him have some like guilt and doubt about that right and mm-hmm. him have him go like you know what am i supposed to do like everyone has this like ridiculous faith in me i'm 17 <laughs> like i don't know what the fuck's going on yeah and it sort of makes like i'm, I'm thinking about them listening to this podcast and sort of like what what is the the thing that happens here? And it's really Harry hearing information that we already knew, which is that Voldemort is not in the country. Maybe mm-hmm. so he connects that to to the to the wand, I guess. But that yeah. isn't really. I don't know. That's not new information. So no. it sort of falls flat in the face of all the alternatives. Yeah. I mean, the the other part of it, too, is that, like, if Harry... So, if, we, if we're accepting that Dumbledore is, like, this weird god figure, and Harry is a messiah, we know that this is a story where Harry is going to die and then resurrect. Yes. Uh, which is another interesting aspect to the, like, resurrection can't happen story. The reason that, at this point, pre the messiah dying for everyone... The reason that people would have faith in, in like, Jesus at that point is because he, like, showed up and, like, did stuff for people. Yeah. 
and like perform miracles and like help the poor and the sick and like going around doing stuff yes and and a, a story was building about like hey there's this jesus guy he's pretty cool he's doing he's got some crazy ideas i like this guy i have some faith in this guy the faith that these characters have that harry is going to return and save them is like post-crucifixion faith that like harry one day the messiah will return I'm I'm really surprised that this didn't take the opportunity to have Harry be cited more often because you literally could do that. It's like H- Harry Harry led a bunch of Muggleborns in like a laser animal parade out of the ministry and freed <laughs> right. them. Yeah, and, and I guess and like so if that it was like he did that, um, he, I guess I I don't know what could have come of the Godric's Hollow thing, right? He defeated an evil evil snake. I don't yeah. know. I don't know, whatever. But it just, it seems like that stuff could, like he could have been cited doing the things that he's done. Um, And even from his perspective, hearing that be mythologized and like people having faith in that. And he's like, I was doing what I thought was right. Right. Like, yeah, that could work. Yeah. It's just so weird to see everyone having this like level of faith in like the second coming when he, like the first leaving hasn't happened yet right because we're going to get to that later in the book and then he's right. going to it's come just back. backwards yeah it's yeah it's backways it's completely is completely backwards we've talked a lot about scenes that feel like um like they fell out of like bad fan fiction mm-hmm. and this has maybe my favorite one so far which is fred making a joke about snape and shampoo i think ron might be the only listener like, what if that's the real yeah, story here? Is that, that nobody actually listens to this except for Ron? His oh, that would in be it. so sweet if Lee and Fred and everyone were getting together to put on a show just for Ron. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, you guys, you have to hear this. It's so cool. <laughs> oh my god, that would be so funny. Because right, like, who is that line for? Other than the reader, right? Like, that's a joke that's just like, yes, I, I too know Harry. I, I, I too know the fandom uh, uh, equivalent or uh, like view of Snape, right? I, mean, I wouldn't get on this podcast and make a joke about like my high school chemistry teacher. And <laughs> <laughs> it's such a fan fiction ass joke. Like, I can't even state how much the like shampoo snape thing is thrown around in fan fiction to like signal his character yeah um so much so that i'm like is jk was jk rowling reading a bunch of fan fiction before she wrote this oh we know she was that'd be a weird thing to do we know she was because one she got like weirdly mad about it sometimes but remember this is this is some deep jk rowling lore Mm. remember that we found that interview with her where she said that she would like lurk on the i think it was the leaky cauldron irc oh yeah she would lurk on like the leaky cauldron chat room um and like leak stuff like really minor stuff like character names or whatever oh yeah and her username was like spongebob or something yeah i can't i so she mu- she must have been at least so immersed in the fandom yeah. that like she like picked this stuff up by osmosis. Right. She like went undercover on like fan chat rooms and like fucked with them. Um as SpongeBob. Uh 
And so, like, I, I, yeah, I have to believe that she was aware of, like, a lot of fandom jokes and stuff, right? Because that otherwise it would be very prescient of her to, like, make this joke. Yeah, it's, it's just a little weird. Yeah, it's, it's just unnecessary. It's, it's a boring, boring, dumb goof. Um, I think the funniest part, just like the cherry on top of this whole podcast scene is the show ending Ron being like, see guys, wasn't that fantastic? And Hermione like shedding an actual tear and going, they are so brave. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm I'm assuming that's how everyone reacts when they hear us. That's true. That's true. I hope so. I hope that everyone thinks we're very brave podcasters. <laughs> but it is so... Like... I, that is a joke that we would make. Is the thing that, that, that just, like, drives me crazy about that. Is like, that. that is the goof version of the dialogue that we, you, <laughs> like you would put in your summary. But it's real. It's there. Hermione just sheds a single tear and says, wow, those guys are so brave. <laughs> for podcasting i love it i love it i mean yeah i i cannot i cannot um besmirch the noble the noble art we are first responders we're on the front lines that's (laughs) for damn sure (laughs) (sighs) oh um anything else i think the funniest part is when um, okay, first it starts, Ted Tonks has tragically been murdered. Yeah. And then, like, halfway through the podcast, we get an aside with Ron where he's like, oh, yeah, Lupin and Tonks move back in together. She's oh, get- God. She's getting bigger. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that that's, I mean, God, everything involving <laughs> Tonks and Lupin is so fucking cursed. It's uh, so bad. But what a, what a, what a grim reminder of what happened to both of those characters. Yeah. We just gotta check in with them occasionally. I love the way Ron says it too. It's like a grandma. Oh, she's she, getting bigger. She's getting bigger. <laughs> it's a weird way to say that, Ron. Bizarre. Really bizarre. Um Do you think it's convenient or like acceptable as part of his weird fervor that Harry just says Voldemort at the end? I think it's acceptable. It's a little, yeah. I guess anything stupid, to get things but... moving, you know? Yeah, I wish... This is kind of a throwback. I feel like this is a criticism I used to have a long time ago where it's just like I wish a character would take action instead of having something convenient happen that moves stuff along. Like, I honestly <laughs> wish that Harry would, like, act more extremely as a result of his fervor, right? Yeah. Like, I wish that he would, like do something. I mean, I guess that's similar to me saying, like, I wish they were taking the cloak to Borgen and Burks. I wish yeah. they were investigating the mystery. Yeah. Are we, I, what if Harry was just, like, being a real dick and, like, uh, was just like, I don't know, I don't believe in the taboo or something, and then said it, and then made all that happen, rather than just, like, saying it on accident. Here. Right. Um, you what know, if him- he, like, tried to destroy the cloak? What if he tried to set it on fire or something oh, and figured out he couldn't yeah. do it? I want, yeah, I want Harry to be because like I like his weird ma- like mania here. Yeah, it's really fun to read. I I 
if we're going to get anything out of this chapter, I wish it would have leaned a little more into it. Like, you know, he hears, he hears all this praise for him on this podcast and he's like, Hell all right, yeah. well, see, they have faith in me. I know exactly what I need to do. And he just like starts burning the cloak or whatever. That'd be yeah, great. Yeah. Just that have- would rule. Like, let him, like, I, it, it's like, it's for nothing, right? He keeps having these huge, like emotional overtures. Yeah. But again, it has to be swept away by something else happening, right? Like, I think that they're going to be kidnapped to Malfoy Manor in the next chapter. Mm-hmm. And just like every other time that that a character is experiencing some sort of emotional consequence, something happens and it's just going to go away. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be overridden by the conflict. Just like, just like their thoughts about Xenophilius, just like... Uh, uh, Ron and Hermione clashing over him leaving, just like Harry and Hermione clashing over breaking his wand. It is all just going to get swept aside because a new conflict appears. Yeah. I mean, like, remember his crisis of faith? It was like a whole chapter and it was the most, like, histrionic, ridiculous thing. He scared the shit out of Hermione. And then it was just over. Mm -hmm. Over no consequences. And now he's, like, having a religious mania vision uh, it's it's just gonna be done. Yeah, he didn't do anything. There's no, then what? Right. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. I, ah, I, I, I'm pretty I sure. Mean, I'm pretty sure that's more. Seems or like less. we ha- it seems like we have to move right along with <sighs> the events of the story, considering where we are. Yeah, like we have to go to Malfoy Manor. We have to go to Gringotts. We have, have to, to see. We have to see Dobby sacrifice himself so Harry can go. Oh, you're right. The Horcruxes are more important. Is that next chapter? That's. I'm pretty sure that's next chapter. No. That's gonna be a sad one. No. Bye, Dobby. No. It's gonna be real sad. Oh, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to think of something this, for that. It's gonna be a special. A special episode. And we've been working. We've been getting prepared building, for the Dobby Memorial all this time. Building up to this, the Dobby's Memorial episode. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, uh, these, these chapters are getting increasingly baffling, um, but I, I'm glad this one at least had a podcast in it, because, oh my god, I was not prepared for just how, how much podcast content there was here. It was great. Fantastic stuff. (laughs) Is there anything else in this chapter you want to wrap up or should we um, take a break? What do you say? Yeah, I think that's it for me. All right. We will be back after not these advertisements. I will be putting a normal theme song here like always. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. It is an important anniversary today. Um, well, maybe not today. This month, for sure. Uh, we're, we're taking the whole month off to celebrate this. Uh, it has been a year since the Harry Potter Wizarding World Gold program started. Feels like only yesterday. It feels like only yesterday that we were wondering, what the fuck is this thing? And who would buy this? And, ooh, I kind of want that because I want to know what the anagram they would give us would be. Yeah. Um, the 
club seems to have undergone some changes uh, while we haven't been paying attention to it. Um, and I kind of want to get updated on this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, they have completely revamped the website for this thing. Wonderful. Not only that, it has changed names already. Are you kidding me? Mm-mm. So we know it as Wizarding World Gold. Uh, I don't, you can't improve on that. No. That is so funny. They have changed it to Harry Potter Fan Club. Sort of, sort of retro. Sort of retro. And I have to wonder, has the Wizarding World like umbrella brand just not paid off in the way that they were expecting? Yeah, that's really interesting because they were really pushing that. Mm-hmm. I assume as marketing for Fantastic Beasts mm-hmm. w- was my assumption, right? They wanted yeah. people to be as excited about Fantastic Beasts as Harry Potter. Yeah, they really wanted to. I, I, they I probably wonder whether, still want that. Because cause I, I, I also wonder whether the, at some point the video game was going to be called like Wizarding World Hogwarts Legacy, right? Uh-huh. I, f- I feel like Wizarding World was... I mean, like, there's still, like... This is all on wizardingworld.com. There's still the Wizarding World logo, but it really seems like they've backed off a little bit um, of, of pre- prefixing everything with Wizarding World. My conspiracy brain is going crazy. Yeah, right? I wonder... I wonder... We, we'll poke around on the site, because there's a lot of features that we've missed mm. in our absence from the website for a bit. Um, and I wonder if there's like an updated version of one of my favorite things we ever found on here still, which is the weird roadmap that felt like it was a presentation for like investors. Yeah. Um, that was crazy. That was, that was nuts. I want to see if they've updated that. Um, but just to jump in here, this is the official Harry Potter fan club. Now it says get even, and here's where it gets even more confusing. Get even closer to the magic every day with gold membership. So gold is still in there, hmm. but it is no longer Wizarding World gold. It is Harry Potter Fan Club gold membership. Uh, it looks like you still get the journal. Um, and the thing that they are really pushing now um, is that you also get the ability to buy pins for a new pin collection the ability to buy yes pins yes early access on pins limited edition pins and collectibles early access and a spell binding 20 percent discount so i can buy a discount you can pay 75 dollars a year to, to have buy a discount buy a discount okay they're really pushing the pins this time is this like a theme park thing because i know that that's like a disney thing right is that you get yeah. your lanyard and you buy like a new pin every time you go to disneyland mm-hmm. if you're like a disney person and then you put it put them on your lanyard and you go yeah that reminds me of the time i went to <laughs> disneyland <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, it, it's uh it's I, I know pin collecting is like a big it is a big deal. Um I mean, I really like pins. Yeah, pins are personally. adorable. I think they're really cool yeah. and I like to put them on stuff. They're they're like um stickers but like leveled up, right? Yeah. Stickers, it's like, "Oh, I can't find a place to put this." 
but once I put it there, it's there forever, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 they're definitely cute, but it's it's definitely a, like, I feel like, yeah, I guess it is sort of, like, adult sticker collecting, mm-hmm. really, is is it's, it's like, more expensive. I, I mean, like, the pins look nicer than stickers. Um, I just think it's easier to display pins yeah. than it is to display stickers. You get a nice cork board, put some pins in it. Sure. Or a bag or a, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've bought a pin or two, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they are going real ham on the pins here. Um, they have okay. a whole dedicated section on the website for them now. Um, oh. Welcome to the world of pin seeking. Courtesy of the Harry Potter fan club, our new collectible Harry Potter pins are full of details and stories, with each one celebrating the wizarding world in its own special way. Read on to look at the Harry Potter pins available so far and the themes our pins celebrate. We hope you look forward to starting your collections. Um... They have a learn about pins section. I know what pins are. You don't. You don't need a refresher. No, I'm good. Well, just 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 to <laughs> just to let you know. Uh, number uh-huh. one, did you know that some Harry Potter fan club pins are more rare than others? No, I did not. Some are limited edition. Some are exclusively available in a particular set. Some are glow in the dark, and some have wow. hidden surprises to unlock. So keep a lookout and see what secrets you discover. Okay. You can collect the Harry Potter pins in sets or as individual pins. But you didn't know that. Mm. You don't have to I buy, can buy all multiple, of them. I can buy multiple pins or could. just one. <laughs> Why go to three or four stores? You could just go to one. Uh, there's a little secret hidden in the hexagonal pin set boxes. Magnets in the wall of each box mean that you can connect multiple sets together and build a magical display. So you can uh, build, have... I'm displaying them in the box? More crap piled up uh, when you okay. buy these. Um, very good. There are... M- okay, this isn't a fact. This is a question. There are more pins coming soon. Can you guess what they will be? Yes. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess. I bet I, I, Statistically, bet I do pretty good. <laughs> I probably guess. <laughs> Uh, look out for enchanted keys. Wow, they have a lot of facts about the pins. You can share the pins with them online. Um, and he... They know what they are. Yeah. They made them. They made them. <laughs> hey, check this out. You made this. <laughs> <laughs> I bought it. You sent this to me. You sent this to me. I paid $75 a month or a year to get the pins, to buy the pins. To have... get a discount on pins. Yeah, well, so funny you should mention that, because number nine on this list is fancy getting your hands on new pins as soon as they're released. Harry Potter Fan Club Gold members get early access to the latest pin releases and save 20% in the Wizarding World online shop. There are multiple asterisks after that claim. So, are they really running out of pins? I I don't know. I wonder. Let's take a look. Let's see if the store is... Let's see what the store's like. Hogwarts pins. Um. Oh my god, they wrote features specifically for pins. Hmm. The importance of badges in the Harry Potter books. To celebrate what? the upcoming release of our new pins, we've been thinking about all the times that badges cropped up in the Harry Potter books, from Prefect badges to Potter Stinks ones. Potter Stinks. That's Those right. are the two. Those are the two pins. Are there any more? Let's see if there are any more. Hold on. Opening opening the article. Prefect badges. Uh Potter Stinks. Yep. 
Got that one. Oh, Weasley is our king. Oh, another sarcastic badge. Sarcastic badge. Uh, the spew badges. Oh, yep. Uh, and then they have split multiple Quidditch player badges into different uh, sections. Oh, come on. That's cheating. That's cheating. Those are one badge. Huh. Wow, they're really going in on the pin stuff here. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I'm not joking. They have, so, you know how the Wizarding World website is formatted where it's like the, the, the main headline is way up top and then you scroll down and there's like the carousel that's like, read more. Yeah. There's like a mirror of that website that is just for pins that has all pin related articles in that section. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine how much you could really have to say about pins. <laughs> well, uh they sure tried cuz here are four articles that are the symbolisms of the different house pins. And each one has a different intro. Are you roaring with excitement at the new Gryffindor pins? Excited to get your new, your paws on the new Hufflepuff pin set? Excited to fly off with the new Ravenclaw? Okay, they did not really try with that one. <laughs> it, wait, wait, oh, even worse. Excited to slither off with the new Slytherin house pins? Come on. <laughs> I just want to see what the pins are. They've, they've got these fancy boxes. Is there all these articles? Where... Where are they? I just want to know about the limited ones. I want to know about the rare pins. Yeah, what are the... What can't I get? Like, Shop the t- like collection. Like, tan- tantalize me. Yeah, what are what are you missing by not subscribing to Wizarding World Gold? Okay. Here... Whoa, whoa. Okay, I went to the shopping section. Yeah. And it has dropped me into a 3D map. Where... Oh my god. What the fuck? Okay, it's a 3D map that I can scroll, I can zoom. I imagine if I had a <laughs> VR headset, I could be looking around right now. And I have to, like, uh-huh. spin it around to look at... This is insane. You're looking at all the pins? I'm looking at, yeah, like, constellations of pins in, like, a 3D <laughs> environment. I'm in... I'm, like, in the, like... Uh, the deck just for, for pins. What's this one? $55 for the Slytherin pins? Is that like five pins? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, okay, it's six pins. $55 for the for one set of pins. Uh wow, they have gone really all out on presenting these things. They've got a fancy box, they've got this 3D website. Okay, I gotta see it. Yeah. Drop me a link. Okay. This is killing me. Yeah, let's uh let's let's explore together in this magical VR experience, maybe? Oh my god. If you're listening at home, uh go to explore.wizardingworld.com slash pins <laughs> and you will be dropped into this insane experience that we are viewing right now. <laughs> You can zoom. What is holy this, shit? What what is going on over here? <laughs> what are they? Is this what they've been doing in quarantine? Like they're just like stuck at home and they're like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna make the coolest website possible." For the coolest shopping for pins website. You can scroll up and down with the scroll wheel. You can get right up in there on these pins. Oh, yeah, you can. Oh, the resolution does not does change, but you no. can get in there. <laughs> you can zoom all the way in and see every pixel on these photos. 
Okay, hold on. So I'm let's so I went too far. Okay, let's 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 kind of go. Let's do a walking tour together. <laughs> okay. So spin spin on back to the fan club pin seeking seek them all one. Oh yeah. What happens if you click pin seekers guide? I think I think that takes you to the article. Oh no! Ooh, it opens. It takes P- you to a PDF. Oh fuck! What? It takes what? you to a PDF. Wait. Oh my. So I can like. It's like those old, those booklets that would come with like a fat pack of magic cards yeah. like in the magic set. Where you tick off. So that you can like tick off the cards you get. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. Hold on. So the Pin Seeker's Guide. I'm in this PDF. If you. Wait, get ready to head for another year at Hogwarts with the Hogwarts Express pin. The pin features the design of the iconic Scarlet Train, blah, blah, blah. So this pin, I'm assuming, is like the one that you get for signing up. That's like the special one or the first special for one. For gold? Uh, Yeah, I think. Oh, wait, no. Pin available here. I guess this one just doesn't have... It isn't part of a collection. Oh, no. You have to log in to get that one. So, yeah, that, that seems oh. like it's a special But only one. into your passport. I have a passport. Oh, can you log... Yeah, can you log in? How much is the train one? It is not letting me log in. Oh. As in, the continue button is just, like, grayed out. Oh. Oh, I made it. Oh, okay. My passport is materializing, apparently. <laughs> oh, it ha- so I got in. I can buy the Hogwarts Express. It's $14.99. Okay. But the gold price is eleven ninety nine, and I can. Uh, oh, I can't click. I can click to like sign up to get my twenty percent. See, that's off. a pretty good deal. Just is pay seventy five dollars, and then you get a couple dollars off. Okay, so there's a guide here. This is what I was. Looking I would for. have to buy so many pins to make that <laughs> worth it. You have to really like not just pin collecting, but also specifically Harry Potter. Like, I better be buying all of these pins. <laughs> so, in this PDF, there is a little yeah. legend here that says, uh, ones that say G next to them are glow-in-the-dark. Ones that say L are limited edition. The S are set exclusive. So Exclusive to hat, what? Limited edition. I want to see. Show me the ones that glow. That's all I care about. Um, I, I can't understate how ugly these pins are they're not they're not good they're not very good i'm not trying to be mean but i feel like i follow like a lot of independent artists yeah that are making like doing some really amazing stuff with pins oh yeah god there's so many artists i follow who do like incredible enamel pins and stuff and i'm like those are amazing these are well they're all sort of in that um they're all the like new Graphic design, That's... very modern, like almost cursed child adjacent design yeah, space. Yeah, I really don't like those. Like, yeah, like the, you look at like the house crests on all of these. They're just very like minimalist yeah, and they're... just sort of boring. I, I really, I really, I, like, I get that this is a totally subjective thing, but this isn't what my fantasy of Harry Potter is. No. Yeah, Harry. No one at Harry Potter World went to uh, fucking graphic design school in my right. in my mind, right? Like these because they're all like yoldy 
family crests and stuff. Yeah. I want, like, cool medieval art and stuff on these. Right. I love... So the Bloody Baron one has just unlocked something in my brain for me. If you scroll sure. all the way down to the uh, the Slytherin pins... Are you in the PDF still? I'm in the PDF. I, I went back. I'm like, I'm just like... Oh, you're spinning? Scrolling around. So, so and- <laughs> stop spinning on uh, the pin seeking seek them all section again. Okay. Uh, and the way that they have chosen to illustrate that the Bloody Baron pin glows is that he is, if you zoom in, he's the neon green guy with the big mustache. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm zooming. Oh, take a look at that guy. So he's glow in the dark. That's an exclusive pin. Okay. So we're, we're back in the, in the, in the realm of, of pins here. Yeah. So I'm going to go to the right. Oh, wait, take a look at these Gryffindor ones. I hope people who are listening are, are on this website Oh, like right I now. said, go, please, please follow along with this adventure. <laughs> this is an now. interactive experience. I was not expecting this to happen. This is completely fly-by-wire. I did not know that this was going to happen when I started this. <laughs> um, okay, so they got a Gryffindor scarf, Sword of Gryffindor, House Crest. You can zoom in all the way and see all those beautiful pixels. The Fat Lady Portrait is very kind of like you were saying just very weird graphic design minimalist odd choice of of a style i will say um limited edition sorting hat is sort of floating in the realm between here yeah um i see i see a like 50 percent transparent uh still from the movie above the sorting hat um, of draco being sorted (laughs) Almost invisible Dumbledore behind him. <laughs> okay, we've got Hufflepuff. And yeah, those are also kind of boring. The Fat Friar I, one is really kind of scary looking to me. If you zoom in all I, way I in the, there. The ones that um just have a scarf and then they have like tiny words on them are so boring. I just, it's not identical. Like, I don't look at that and be like, oh, oh yeah, I love that thing from Harry Potter. <laughs> it's just words. <laughs> so then we have the train. We learned about the train already. The Ravenclaw Eagle that's the set exclusive here in the Ravenclaw section. That is not good. Menacing. I don't like that. I think it is really ruined. And I think, you know, this, this is sort of outside of their control, I suppose. But the, um, the fact that all of them have trademark symbols on them. Uh, oh, they do. They're all. They all have like little embossed trademark symbols on them, which is so grim. To oh, me. that is so unlucky. <laughs> the Ravenclaw one it really stands out because that's like a super symmetrical design. Yeah, and then there's just Ravenclaw TM on the side. Oh, that's so bad. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Wait, they, I'm just like now. Now my like my TM eyes open, and I'm like the Hogwarts Express <laughs> yeah, says Hogwarts Express TM, TM on the train. No, can they not just put that on the back? Do they have to put that on the front like that? That's so. Oh no, that's so sad. I hate that. You would inst- these would instantly look like ten times better 
if they did not have... See, no, they've, they've, there's gotta be other places they could put them. Because if you look at, like, the scarf ones, they don't have, like, Hufflepuff trademark on them. So why... Right, because they don't have... They're not using the word, you know? No, like, they you are, can't though. Say... You might belong in Hufflepuff, but there's no TM. Oh. Yeah. I don't. I do not know the trademark laws. I feel like they should. They should have figured out a way not to have that on any of them. Yeah, just put that on the back of the pin. Maybe that's so grim. Um, and then so once we scroll past Ravenclaw, new pin coming soon with like a mysterious orb. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got the Slytherin pins. Um, there's the glowing bloody Baron. There's the Peverell the snake ring. One is probably the best of the minimalist animals. I think. Yeah, I think that one looks all right. It's a cool. Maybe scary I just sp- like snakes. It's, I mean, yeah, snakes are cool, but I think that like, yeah, that is a recognizable like. Oh, damn, that's a snake, right? Like, yeah. Like, I don't know. That looks cool. I don't know what happened to the Ravenclaw. The eagle. Ravenclaw eagle. Something. Something happened there. It looks like a duck. Why didn't they just have it in profile? Yeah. I know that all of them are facing forward, so I guess that would have been weird, but an eagle is just always going to look cooler in profile than straight on. Yeah, birds look kind of doofy up front. Um, yeah. No offense to birds. Love them. Favorite animal, but uh, it's true. And here is something I'm very excited to, because you can click on it if we zoom in. This mm. Halloween the Great in the Great Hall pin. Halloween the Great Hall. Uh, I'm going to click it. Halloween in the Great Hall enamel pin. Halloween in the Great Hall enamel pin. Wow, look at that. There's pumpkins that look really weird on it. <laughs> they're not really jack-o'-lanterns. They're just kind of going like, ah, a little bit. They're in pain. <laughs> they don't like being jack-o'-lanterns. Celebrate Halloween all year long with this Halloween in the Great Hall pin. This pin fully embodies the annual celebration in the Great Hall at Hogwarts with floating pumpkins, candles, a Hogwarts crest, and an enchanting night sky. The pin is finely detailed, making it the perfect gift for all Harry Potter fans. This enamel pin is part of the Harry Potter fan club seeking collection. It comes with a Harry Potter inspired backing card. I would hope that it was Harry Potter inspired. Um, the scannable, uh oh, a scannable enchanted key that unlocks hidden surprises in the app. What could that be? I. They did not uh, tell us what that was in the guide. Okay, hold on. Let's see here. What's in the app? What are the secrets in the app? Get- we got to go back to the PDF, obviously. Yeah, let's get, get out of the. Okay, does of the PDF say room. anything about the app? Uh, no. Hold on. I'm gonna search Harry Potter pins app secrets. <laughs> We're going to spoil them all here. Okay, here we go. Um, A handy guide to the enchanted keys and secret codes in the Wizarding World app. Hurrah, you've just picked up some snazzy pins and have officially become a pin seeker. If I had them, why would I need to look this up? (laughs) But what are all those mysterious keys on your packaging? And what do the strange words mean? Here's a guide to the keys and codes and what you can unlock with the Harry Potter fan club app. Uh, Our official app is a sister version of this website. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. What are enchanted keys? If you're a fan of Harry Potter, look out for special enchanted keys, which have a tendency to fly around in all sorts of places. On your new pin set, you'll see one waiting for you on the packaging in the Wizarding World app. 
there is some wicked sorcery that allows you to scan the code. Just tap the little key icon in the right-hand corner, hover over the key, and see what unlocks. For every pin or pin set you buy, there will be a different mini-surprise for you, most likely connected... Hold on. Most likely connected to do with what's on your pin. What do you mean, most likely? Most likely connected to do with what's on your pin. <laughs> um... So I I was hoping so there's a so on the PDF <laughs> there, I love this multimedia experience we're having. <laughs> there's an official hashtag Harry Potter pin seeking. Mm. And so I was like, I'm gonna go to Twitter, I'm gonna look that up Twitter's and see if down people are, right now, isn't it? Is it working? Uh, I well maybe that can explain what problem I'm having. Twitter looks fine to me. So when I went to the hashtag there's two posts oh my god you're right there's two <laughs> and one of them is an influencer <laughs> yeah one's like a youtuber and there's one other post you see using- <laughs> um so i got so like the total like i did the search and it's like person posting white claw ad influencer that's it I was hoping someone was posting something about the app, but people are not be- people are not posting. So I see three tweets. One of them is from Harry Potter film, uh, which which says, "Hey, use this hashtag for uh, pins." Then there's the influencer one, and then the other one is someone saying, "So bummed I missed out on the Great Hall pin. Hope I'll have another chance to get one." And then they they wrote the hashtag and added Wizarding World. So yep, I, guess, I have the Harry Potter film one as well. So I guess I guess they're selling. Uh but Or it was just limited time limited and she t- missed her window. Yeah. But like no one's using this hashtag. Oh my god, this is Maybe they didn't see the P- <laughs> the PDF. <laughs> you need okay. You need to buy the Wizarding World app. Uh, you need to buy the subscription, you need uh, the PDF open, and you need the wonderful VR experience. <laughs> Holy fuck. I want to know what the secrets are. Like, I want to, I wonder if anyone's, like, put spoilers up somewhere. Like, like, what are Harry Potter pin app secrets? Take a closer look at the official pins. Official pin collection coming soon. This is all new stuff. I want to know what the secrets are. Also, I want to know is if because I have the app on my phone still. Yeah. And it says you just need to like scan the picture that's on the box or whatever. If I get like a picture of the box, can we just unlock the secrets? I want to know. <laughs> can we zoom in can on we the one? Zoom in on the experience. <sighs> this is incredible. I. I did not realize that the pin rabbit hole was going to be this deep. Yeah, I can't. I'm going to do a search Harry Potter pin app without the hashtag to see if people are talking about it. Nope, there is one tweet if I search that. Harry Potter pins. Uh, Maybe I can search like the name of the most recent one, the Halloween pin. Oh, the Halloween. Yes. Halloween. I mean, it has a really long name, in too. In the Great Hall. Nope. Wait, 
quotes. Okay, let's try it in quotes. There's just one, well, but it's from 2017, so it's not about this. <laughs> There's one that's from Harry Potter, like an RP account, and it says, Tomorrow I can change my header to Halloween in the Great Hall! <laughs> If you if you truly do it correctly with like the apostrophe and ween, uh-huh. zero results. Hmm. Who's buying these? This is not going well. <laughs> they didn't have the PDF. I desperately no. want to know what the secrets are. Uh, I and seekers got where is okay. What are secret codes? As well as unlocking codes, you can also type in codes. Uh. Uh, wait a second. Which are dotted around in all sorts of places if you're signed up for the fan club. What? What does that mean? Just like Enchanted Keys, codes unlock even more content just for you. It could be a stray word in one of our newsletters. It could be in one of our articles. It could be anywhere. So always be on the lookout for random words that seem sporadically placed. Wait, is that what the for every most likely connected to do with what's on your pin? Was Is that... Is that something? Or is that just a typo? (laughs) If you're a Harry Potter fan Gold Club member, you're likely to find them in even more nooks and crannies, such as in puzzles. The secret code is usually a familiar Wizarding World phrase, name, word, or spell. Think of it like trying to get into the Gryffindor common room, and unlike Neville, we don't have a list of these written down anywhere for you. Okay, but they tell you the password. As such, we won't tell you where the secret codes live. We'll leave that to you to discover. So there, That's not how it works. So there you have it. You can download the Wizarding World app. Oh, man. I did not know how... Is there... Okay, I need to know if there's like... There's got to be like a pin collecting like community, right? Like that, that's got to exist. Uh, they're hoping there is, I guess. Um, I want, I need the inside scoop from the people who pre-order these and, and their reviews and their, oh man, this is, okay, if I just search wizarding, wait, no, Harry Potter fan club, I'm just gonna search that. Can I find the, like, password on the regular website or do I have to be in the app? I believe, no, I, I think you can find it on the website too. You need to input the code in the app. Harry Potter fan club. Well, it's not very helpful because there are like multiple like fan like content aggregate accounts called Harry Potter fan club. Yeah, I would think so. It's not a very like distinct name. There's no one using this tag or anything. That that influencer account that we found is like the one actual use. Oh, wait, no, here we go. Harry Potter film tweeted out. Uh, Attention, Harry Potter fan club members. Your 48 hour early access window for our new pin collection is now open. Start your pin seeking adventure today. This got 11 replies. And all of them are hidden. Huh. 28 quote tweets. Uh, one person says, I'd like to buy one of my house. Uh, and someone else has the pleading emoji. Okay, great. Fantastic Beast put out the same tweet and that got three replies. 
uh, also all hidden. Noticing a pattern here. Huh. Wizarding World's official account put out the same tweet, uh, and these replies aren't hidden. Bro, I can't even with the fastest hands on the internet. Someone else says, I wish I had money for pins, and someone else, uh, okay, more unavailable tweets. They are real, uh, they'll, they'll hide your tweets pretty quickly, uh, on, on this account, it seems like. Hmm. Uh, wow, this is, this is truly baffling. The collectible pins, uh, just, I mean, I mean, I guess they've got to be selling. I just don't see any, any evidence of that, right? Like, it just seems self-evident that they would be selling, but, like, also where and to who and what are the, where, where are the codes? Where are the, oh, oh, wait a second. This is even crazier. Hmm. Okay. Um, um, I went back to the main page for the fan club. Yeah. So this one is not a 3D experience, but in the background, there is a scrolling. I'm going to send you this too, because you need to see this. Um, in the background, once you scroll down past the first couple of sections, there is like a scrolling social media feed. Oh. Of people oh. who have picked up their pins, but like these aren't are these from these must be from Instagram because we definitely didn't use these hashtags and did not see these tweets. Collected my first enamel pin badge since joining Wizarding World Gold. If you're a Wizarding World Gold member, head to the platform nine and three quarters shop at King's Cross Station and pick one up. Last night was epic. The Wizarding World Gold party was stunning and full of magic. I feel so grateful. Ah, it's scrolling away. I can't read the rest of it. Fuck. Massive shout out and thank you to Ravenclaw Ravenclaw for picking up this pin while in New York. This one will be coming your way. Has anyone picked up any of the Wizarding World gold pins? It's really weird because they they do look like Instagram posts, right? But they're connected to the passport. Yeah. Right? So you can't click them and go through to the Instagram post or anything like that. It just says like their passport information, like AJ in Gryffindor. <laughs> Or Emma in Hufflepuff. I don't... I think these are all... Like... Okay, I just realized it's looping. It's like the same yeah, six... Yeah, there's like seven posts over and over so again. So either... Either these are real and these are just the only posts that exist on Instagram that gets caught by this, like, trawler that they have set up. Or these are just dummy accounts. And they're just... Because these are... What's the Wizarding World Gold Party was like a year ago before when we could still have parties, right? Like this is an old photo. Did you know that we're technically in the Harry Potter fan club silver membership? No, I did not know that. What is <laughs> that's that? That's the free that's the free membership. Oh. So, uh, that remember when we made our passports? That's now right. we are in the Harry Potter fan club silver. Okay, which gets us Hogwarts sorting, weekly newsletters for opted in members. I guess I opted out of that one because I've not been seeing yeah, those. Yeah, yeah. Harry Potter fan club app wow, we get a free app. That's so crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> We get exclusive offers. We can uh -huh. do the sorting okay. ceremony, house, pet, wand, Patronus, all the stuff that, that you could always do. 
Uh, plus, get access to magical features. Video. So they keep on mentioning videos. There's videos for the gold membership, too. And I've still not seen any evidence that there are any videos that aren't the um, Mina Lima documentary yet. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> they've made the... Um... They've made the, like, website that tells you what you get with gold, honestly, like, uh, less helpful. Oh, 50 episodes of what? Oh, they won't even show you what it is. Oh, wow. You have to pay to even learn what 50 episodes they have. It just says that they have 50 episodes of content. Were they putting up, like, the DVD special features that on there? That feels very plausible to me, because I know that, I do know that someone from WB has been going around and, like, removing all of the, um, uh, uh, like, DVD features that were on YouTube, because there was, like, a couple months ago when Robbie Coltrane... Uh, was jumping to uh, J.K. Rowling's defense. I was trying to find the clip of him talking about uh, how he wasn't in Chamber of Secrets enough. Yeah. He was all pissy, and uh, all of those videos have been taken down. Yeah. God, it's impossible. Like, I'm trying to find anyone that's just in the fan club. It's impossible, because you can't just search Harry Potter fan club. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's-, it's the most ungoogleable name. <laughs> Wizarding World, yeah, so if you search Wizarding World Gold, all the responses are from last year. If I do Harry Potter fan club videos. Oh, they've got a trailer for their badges. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I can pay to see an ad for something that I can buy. Okay, well, maybe they. So this is from their YouTube channel. I'm just like... Oh, no, I'm just kidding. This is a influencer account who has the badges. And is... I'm going crazy. This is nuts. Why can't they show us? I would be not specifically for Harry Potter, but if I if I was being told, hey, subscribe to my $75 service, you want to see what I've got on offer here. My first response would be, okay, cool. Show me what I would get if I gave you the money. Um, Right. (laughs) They won't. What are the videos? Wizarding World, what is this? Wizarding World Fan Club YouTube. They have an official YouTube channel. There's the Wizarding World YouTube channel. I'm going crazy. The jinxed job. What the fuck are they doing on this <laughs> channel? Oh, friendship break. Okay, right. This is where they put all the crafts. They have honestly not done much since the um the crafts. Uh since do you remember how they did that like Harry Potter Day back to Hogwarts like live stream? Yeah. So they did that and they've done one more craft video, which is friendship bracelets. And they've done a video called The Jinxed Job, which appears to be, oh, it's an AMV where they've cut together all the wacky stuff that happens in Defense Against the Dark Arts. It is. They made an official AMV? Well, I mean, like I say AMV, it's set to like stock, royalty free, like dun 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 dun
Um, wow. So that's all they've been doing is they've they've released two one DIY video, one whimsical AMV. It is seventy seconds long. Um, mm-hmm. That's it. So they're not advertising the pins on their YouTube channel. I guess I'm where I want to know what videos they have on the fan club. Secret videos. Secret videos. What could they be? Maybe they've got the deleted uh, um, Deathly Hallows torture scene in there. They can't tell anyone. Like, hey, you know, you know, you want. You sworn to secrecy. Harry Potter pins. If I go to news, does do any of the websites have like? Does MuggleNet have like a spoilers page? No. No, they don't. Forbes has an article about them. Incredible. I'm, I'm in awe. I, I, I was not expecting this to go down this rabbit hole of uh, pin, pin collecting stuff. But now I'm like, where are the other pins? What are the videos? What are the secrets on the app? How has no one posted about this stuff? Is this like the? the cursed child thing where like jk rowling was like you please keep the secrets and like except people have actually done it this time i it's it's crazy i'm like looking at the faqs yeah nothing about the videos it just says over magical video series plus plus extra quizzes and puzzles what are the videos Scrolling down, more, more, more. Nope, nothing. A magical get. Wait, if I scroll down here, all seven Harry Potter ebooks, exclusive behind the scenes video series, the workshop. Okay, so this is what the Mina Lima thing was called, right? Harry, it's not Potter. fifty videos. I mean, it could it could be fifty two minute long <laughs> right. videos, right? Mina Lima, yeah. The workshop. I bet that's what it is. Oh. Hold on. That is exactly what it is. Because one of them is still on the normal Wizarding World account. (laughs) And it is a two and a half minute long video called The Workshop Designing a Hogwarts Letter. And it's just them talking about how, let's see. You've got to pick the right fonts for a Hogwarts letter. That's right. So it, that is, you are exactly on the money. That's got to be what it is, is they've got 50 videos of the people from Mina Lima going like, uh, I thought it would be cool if this book would have an owl on it or something. <laughs> they sure got themselves a gig, huh? They sure did. Divide it into the workshop. And that's like the only thing. There's one video called the workshop that I can find and the rest have obviously got to be exclusive sneak peek from an exclusive video from the workshop stage choreography with cursed child Stephen Hoggett see this is why the Harry Potter video game frenzy caught me so off guard right because this is my impression of the Harry Potter <laughs> marketing right just like completely my, my brand it's very sick <laughs> Yeah, it's. I I think the answer to that is just that, like, 
I think maybe the video game is just the thing people actually wanted, right? Like, I, I mean, obviously there are people who want the pins and, and like want these videos, but like they've that's got a pale in comparison to just like casual fans who are like, damn, I want to play a Hogwarts GTA, right? Right. I guess it's also just kind of like confirmation bias, right? Sure. Like I probably just talk to and interact with more people that are going to have feelings about a video game than they are about pin collecting. Yeah, but like there's a whole subreddit for the video game that isn't that doesn't exist yet. There's not one of those for the pin co well, let's hold on. Harry Potter pins Reddit. Let's see if there uh reddit okay well there's posts on the harry potter ret subreddit itself does anyone else collect harry potter pins those are unofficial ones harry potter pins i'm positive you can get better unofficial ones yeah, than the official I'm ones positive yeah cool harry potter pin every okay wizarding world pins here we go i collect harry potter pins and if starting oh no these are about the ones in the theme park those are different is anyone hello pins I'm just searching pins on the harry potter subreddit R sort by new merchandise harry potter pins hi friends i'm a fair avid pin collector i'm trying to no they want okay this person wants the ones from the parks from five years ago i will sell my soul for a limited edition sorting hat pin i need this pin in my life uh, they're talking again about a one from a theme park. It looks like I don't think anyone is. This is weird. I mean, like I said, people have got to be buying them, but like no one is. Uh, no one's talking about them. Search app secrets. App secrets. Sort by new. Secret codes. What secret codes have you found so far for the Wizarding World app? I found 15 of them. Wondering if there's any more. Zero replies. <laughs> wow. I, uh... Huh. I, uh, I'm baffled by this i i don't want to spend 75 dollars especially now on a harry potter thing just to see what stupid videos there are but like what what oh, 50 over 50 videos what could that mean i bet it's 52 minute it's videos. 52 minute vi that's that is that is the answer that is the definitely the answer it's the it's it's probably the it's probably like the workshop plus um the uh the dvd features cut up into little little bite-sized things that's gotta be it well that was a completely brain-twisting adventure that i was not expecting yeah um but i think until we can find some new leads on the mystery we should probably take it to the close what do you say can we do one more thing yes Absolutely. Can we read a costume? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Have you got one in particular? I want one cost. I just want you to, I just want to hear one costume. I I am like, that That whole journey destroyed me. Okay. And I must be built back up let's again. Let's return to normalcy. Uh, let's search Harry Potter. 
adult Harry Potter costumes. Actually, hit me with a Snape costume. Snape. They've got to have a Snape, right? Let's do a Snape. I must be renewed. Okay, they've got a lot of Snapes. Hell yeah, they do. Okay. We've got deluxe Harry Potter Snape, deluxe plus size Harry Potter Snape, men's Harry Potter plus size Severus Snape, Harry Potter light up deluxe Severus Snape wand, Harry Potter men's Severus Snape costume. Plenty to choose What do you mean light up? Light up wand. What do they have? Oh. Oh. I thought the costume. I was like, what? (laughs) The whole costume lights up. Just just give me the most generic Snape. Okay, we're just going to go with Harry Potter men's Severus Snape costume. We'll save yep. the deluxe for another time. Yep. Whether you love him... Holy fuck, they've written a lot about this. <laughs> oh my god. Whether you love him or hate him, one thing that's always come to mind when people think of Severus Snape is how dark and bat-like he is. His black clothing and billowing <laughs> cape are the perfect fit for a cave dweller or highly what? skilled wizard with a dark and stormy past. What? <laughs> for a cave dweller? A what? Oh my god. <laughs> the inventor of several different dark art spells has a nasty disposition throughout most of the Harry Potter series. But for fans of the series, it's common to hear that Snape has a lighter side. Some fans even suggest that Snape is a hero to wizard kind. His ability to show great, if not disguised, care for those around him has a lot to do with why it was easy for us to picture him getting rather excited to find that his brand new set of robes were both intimidating and practical. Hmm. You may not believe us, but when Snape put on a set... Oh, I remember... I vaguely remember this. I think I might have found this paragraph... On a different website, maybe? Oh. You may not believe us, but when Snape put on a set of these impressive robes, he did a little <laughs> twirl while cheering. <laughs> while cheering. Our typically forbidding friend found a pocket stitched behind the left lapel. As anyone will know, a pocket enhances any clothing item. We were told this pocket would be great for your wand or potion ingredients with an expansion charm, maybe even a ruby, a certain ruby-hilted sword. I'm going to keep my sword in the the lapel pocket. In the lapel pocket. Uh huh. Okay. (laughs) Which makes it infinitely better than the average pocket. While Severus Snape was most excited about the pocket, it was made clear that he was well pleased that all the necessary pieces for a well dressed wizard were included in this officially licensed costume with a history of wearing mismatched and ill fitting clothes. Is that. mm, Is that true? I feel like Snape. No. I feel like Snape is styling. He's gotta be. Is he, is his, are his clothes described as like ill-fitting in one of the like flashbacks of his sad childhood or something? possibly. Is that what that's referencing? Yeah. I don't think that counts as like. His whole life, yeah. Snape is a huge supporter of buying outfits, not separates. I, that, one, that's my activation phrase. Two, I swear to God, I've heard that before. Yeah, I think we might have read this maybe in, like, 2018 or something. I re- vividly remember the doing a little twirl, but the- I didn't remember the twirl, but I remember that, that he, he buys whole outfits. Not separates. Not separates. So this Severus Snape costume includes a jacket, collar, cuffs, and robe to make it easy for you to dress like the sallow-faced Hogwarts professor. 
The one thing you won't find included with this costume is his greasy black hair. You have two options here. Let your hair get long and dirty before Halloween. (laughs) Or add one of the long black wigs from our wide selection. Without the signature locks, people might mistake you for any average wizard instead of the talented, conflicted, and hotly contested hero of the wizarding world. I'm I'm glad we re- read this one. I'm glad we had a repeat since it's it's, it's sort of fitting because it's like we're going back to Wizarding World Gold, yeah, from like a year ago, and it has been renamed, and now we get to revisit this. That was wonderful. Take Thank a look you. at this very high res picture of the Snape costume. Oh, incredibly high resolution. <laughs> <laughs> this is very funny. The buttons are way too They're big. They're huge. There is a lapel pocket, though. That's right. All right. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad we could readjust a little bit after our pin adventure. Um, it looks like the, the cloak of a judge. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's really like not very. Because um, you know how, like in the movies and stuff, it looks really impressive because it's like really weighty, and so it, like it like goes down to the floor and just like makes his shoulders and like i mean like any character in that series just has like a really cool weighty cloak that just kind of makes him look like a silhouette he kind of just looks like a garbage bag here yeah he does also you have to have those shoes already (laughs) that's true yeah you gotta have those italian loafers ready to go right yeah <laughs> all right well we've got three more snapes to look at uh in the future um that's what i like to hear we haven't uh we haven't read before i'm assuming yeah these are all new for 2020 uh these ones here so all right <laughs> all right i think it's time i think it's time we we wrap this one up what do you say we must. We must. Our theme song is Hot McGonagall by Cheshire Moon. Huge thanks to them, as always, for letting us use that as our theme song. You can check them on a bank app, and you can check us out at patreon.com slash streetcast. Lots and lots of fun content there for you. We're playing video games. We're watching movies. We're reading other books. There's lots and lots of stuff there for you, all for the low, low price of $3 a month. And Liz, what are we reading next week? We're reading chapter 23. It's called Malfoy Manor. I think there's going to be some torture in this one. I think think it might be time for some torture. It's torture time. Torture time. Woo! Oh, it's long. Oh, yeah. Well, you got to get all that that acting in there. Right, exactly. (laughs) Some really good opportunities for acting. That's right. Well, I can't wait to see all about the beautiful, beautiful acting. But... For now, please read another book. Please read another book. Makes ocean rolls seem tame. But I know what you're after if you catch a eye. Cause this hot mama is just a cat in disguise.